1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
0: (laughs) Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No.
0: We're a horror movie comedy podcast. We're going
1: to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers, and all.
0: And this week, I am Ketron Porter, and I'm going to be doing the talking and the telling and the spinning. And this week, I'm Kim Burns, and I'm going to listen. Hi, Hi, ma'am. Hello. How are you? Good. Having eyeball problems? No. Oh. I'm having eyeball problems. Okay. Every year this happens to me. Every year I go, why do I feel like my eyes are tumbleweeds rolling across my skull? And why do I keep waking up as if I was crying for six hours? Why does this keep happening to me? And every year I go, oh, right. The Santa Ana wins. I think that's called allergies, dude.
1: They have stuff for that. I I don't have allergies. I think you do. Hate I hate to have break allergies. it to you, but you just described in allergies. Oh, my God. Seasonal allergies, you arsehole.
0: I don't have allergies.
1: Okay. Well, just keep suffering them. then. I will. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> talk about something more interesting.
0: <laughs> uh, Well, all right. Go I've right ahead. Nothing, what no, we? I don't have anything oh, to pitch. Oh, I see. I was hoping you I had see. something. see. <laughs> I see. But if,
1: if if scratchy eyes is all you got, it's downhill from here. Well,
0: I guess we're out. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <See ya. laughs> Tell us about your birthday. It was awesome. I went to see uh, Hamilton at the Pantages, which was incredible because I knew the music, obviously, so well, like the back of my hand. But it's was really exciting to see it on stage obviously and uh we saw the understudy for hamilton for alexander hamilton and he was so fucking incredible Mm -hmm. that i was like who's the main guy
1: yeah that's when i saw wicked someone was the understudy but
0: yeah when the understudies of like broadway shows
1: are incredible
0: it's (laughs) Noonies, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then my friend was playing Eliza, and she has. If somebody asked me, "Do you want to have a live performance from Beyonce in your living room, or listen to a recording of Joanna Jones?" I would choose a recording of Joanna Jones, and you know how much I love Beyonce. I know. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Kim does not like anything I have to say. No. <laughs> She is not interested in anything. I have to to say, live
1: to your house. There's no way you're turning down Bay. There's no way. Joanna Jones is pretty incredible. I'll make a bet for when someone pitches this to you.
0: (laughs) Great, sounds good. What are we? What are we? What we putting down? Death, obviously. Death. (laughs) We're fighting to the death. Great. Anyway, the point is. We got to do our favorite kill on the other. Great, Joanna Jones is incredible. Um, And then I had a party on Sunday with all my favorite people. It was so fun
1: and nice to see people.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. And we threw axes and we played COVID-safe beer pong, and had a fire pit. So yeah, my birthday was great. It was really, it was really fun. Yeah. And Kim got me a really cool book that I started reading today, which is awesome. Do you like it? I love it. It's Yay. great. It's a it's a it's another book on how to read tarot. And I say another because it's like, I mean, there's millions out there and it's like you can't really have too many of them cuz the whole point is to know all of the ways that the cards can be interpreted mm-hmm. and some ways that authors write is going to be more accessible to you or not. So I uh I love it. Yay. Great gift, Miss Burns. Great job. That's all I got. I've done nothing but go to your birthday
1: party. Oh. <laughs> Which you covered. I was there. <laughs> Great. Awesome. I was outside. Perfect. I um, I ate some chips. I uh, hugged lots of people. Yeah. I threw an axe or two. Yeah. Went out on a bullseye. Felt
0: good about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got to go out on the bullseye. <laughs> Gotta go out on the bullseye.
1: Threw it like two times, got a bullseye. And I was like, I'm complete. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. All right. Yeah. Well, in real time, thank you to everyone who came to Drunk Car. We haven't experienced it yet, but we hope that you had fun. Yeah. We also hope that we mentioned it in the last episode because we can't remember and I we meant to remind you that it was happening, but not sure.
0: Yeah. Hofe- so hopefully if we, you knew. If we didn't mention it <laughs> and you're only hearing about it right now... Why don't you go ahead and uh, fire up that old time machine
1: mm-hmm. and head
0: on back to a week ago? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honestly, I think if you go to the last episode, the link will probably link to it if you want to watch the replay. But but you missed out on all the fun. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could sit by yourself at work, I guess, and rewatch it and just make sure you have a little secret shot glass next to you if <laughs> yes. you so choose. Um I really think we mentioned it though, but we'll see. There's no way to know. There's no way to find out. There's, There's no, no way to verify for me this information. to ever know unless mm-hmm. someone else tells me. Cause yeah. I can't do it. So no way. Tell me a movie. All right. Great. So I asked for some suggestions from our Sammies, and I got some, and then I turned those into a poll for our patrons. And this is the one. That was voted upon. I have no idea now, what it is. I don't even know. So what the this votes is were. great. So this is interesting because I just put the title in uh, in the poll, but this is a remake of a movie that came out in 1960. So when this one won, I said, "Hmm, I wonder if I should watch the original or the remake because they're both called the same thing." Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I obviously don't do like research on them because I don't want to give things away, but I just take a cursory glance on IMDb. And I immediately saw that my boyfriend of your, Matthew Lillard, Lillard.
1: is ah. in this. Oh, uh, well, you had to go with this one, just like you'd have to go with Bay in
0: your living room. Exactly. Yeah, the so I I choice. Said, right. <laughs> so I said, decision made. Uh, I'm gonna listen to Joanna Jones on record. I um, said <laughs> um, decision. To I can't wait until I can't wait until there's like a moment where I have the 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 chance to have Beyonce in my living room because that means that my life has really shot up a trajectory that I'm very excited about. <laughs> Either way, whether she sings there or not, <laughs> um, so. I said to myself, "Self, you're going to make this choice based solely on a crush that you had quite some time ago." Um, and then I had a flashback to uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's like an old knight who's guarding all the chalices, um, or no, The Last Crusade, who's guarding all the chalices of Jesus. You know, so we go, you go into that cave, and he's like, "Choose the chalice that you will drink th- from." One will bring you eternal life, and one will bring you death. And he's all, like, crusty and like, Ugh, I've been here for thousands of years. Choose your chalice. And at the end, he either says, You have chosen wisely. Or he says, You have chosen poorly. And then your face melts off and you die. I'm not going to tell you what the knight said to me. I will let you know what I chose, and whether it brought me eternal life or eternal death.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will say it's interesting because Ketrin is the married person of the the podcast, which we've talked about. I am the single Mm -hmm. um, lady, and yet I don't know that I've ever picked a movie based on a crush or someone I thought was hot in it. And yet Mm. you've picked many. Oh, it's my it's my sole criteria. (laughs) You've picked so many. Yeah. And often.
0: We all suffer for it. So. Just will it be the same today (laughs) or not? (laughs) Will my horniness bring us all eternal life or eternal death? (laughs) We'll soon find out. All right, so this came out in 2001, a great year for me, a terrible year for pants, and where they fell on my body. (laughs) It was directed by Steve Beck, and it was written by Rob White, Neil Marshall Stevens, and Richard Dovidio. The movie is 2001's. Thirteen Ghosts.
1: Thirteen Ghosts. Yes. I think I've seen this, but I think my goldfish brain, I told you, would be okay with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um And then there was another one in nineteen sixty, eh? Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Also called Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah.
1: But was so, it spelled the same? Isn't this spelled weird? Like It is spelled with strangely. The numbers in it. Is yeah. it like the th- T H one three R T E E N.
0: Yeah, like the one is the T and Teen and the three is the first E. I mean it works, but I'm also like you don't need to be that cute about it. We could just say thirteen ghosts, it's fine. Um, all right, Cyrus, dead or alive?
1: Oh man, alive.
0: Arthur. Dead. Katinka or Kalina? Dead. Can't remember. Shannon Elizabeth. Dead. Bobby. Dead. Bobby. Um uh, Maggie. Dead. And Stu. Dead. Oh no, it's terrible. Sorry, ah. Yeah, sorry. It's fine. All right. We open on. A junkyard. I kept writing graveyard, and I was like, "No, it's a junkyard." And then I thought, "It is kind of a graveyard for things." Well, it's a car graveyard. Yeah, it's a car graveyard. So we also once my graveyard. home
1: as a child.
0: I know. I still want you to. I do- God, I wish you had lived there just just for me for longer, <sighs> so that you could just tell me more about being a junk child.
1: <laughs> I just want to know more about it. What were your playing?: I'm very glad that I never did. <laughs> very, very. What were your glad. games? Where did you do your homework? They have. Did it you... would be. I would have lived at a house, not like in the oh, yard. I
0: was, just... I was just picturing your bedroom being like a, a, a car you found. No, it in was junkyard. it was a home. It's fucking fascinating. All right, we open on a junkyard. We open and a junkyard, baby. Is that a real song? Yeah. Does Beyonce sing it? Or Joanna? Jo- yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I was going to say uh, the same joke, but you said it first. So then I just uh, <laughs> so, 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 so <laughs> only said like one word.
0: <laughs> Kim, that wasn't a word. That was half of a syllable that you got out. <laughs> You're too quick for me, Porter. Sorry. Um, all right. So in the ju- it's nighttime in the junkyard. It's nighttime in the junkyard. <laughs> I don't, I need to say I don't know why that's <laughs> happening. It, gets, it feels good though. It sounds good. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. Um and a giant semi truck busts through the gate.
1: Drive, right. I drive, I drive. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, go ahead.
0: It's great. She giant... changed genres too, guys. <laughs> I had
1: to theme it to what was happening. A giant yeah. semi truck busts through the f- the fence.
0: Yeah, like the 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 like entrance gate or okay. whatever. And behind the semi truck is like a caravan of pretty like official looking vehicles. Like they look like the vehicles that are in like the presidential caravan, except the symbol on the side is like this weird like. St- Circles within circles and twelve symbols, kind of symbol on on the sides of it. Exactly, it's a movie about the Illuminati and a whole bunch of like Beyonce. Hey, I would join the fucking Illuminati for her. A bunch of men start like jumping out, very officially, and they're like setting up a bunch of equipment to like do things and stuff. And then like an old timey car pulls up behind, but not like a. We've jumped into a time machine old-timey car. It's like old-timey car like this really rich dude wants to drive around in this old-timey car because he's got lots of money kind of old-timey car.
1: Yeah, a vintage and car,
0: I think they would call them. Right. And and he gets out, and he's got a cane and a cape.
1: Yeah. oh And you splooged already? You were like...
0: This was not a splooge-worthy cane and cape. Oh. This was like a, uh oh, this guy means business, and I'm a little con- I'm a little worried. He's a little intimidating. Oh,
1: I just thought you meant, I meant more of like your own personal
0: style. You were like, yeah, that's my to, jam. I am trying to to introduce more more capes into my wardrobe. They don't sell a ton of them. It's as if they're out of style. All right, so old timey guy gets out of the car. Behind him. Comes Matthew Lillard, good old Stew,
1: but he comes out of the the fancy car.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. But he's not looking great. Like he kind of falls out of it. Oh. Like he's kind of like, owie, my head, owie, my whole vibe, kind of thing. I
1: hate when my vibe is
0: owie. Yeah. And his vibe kind is also fainty. Like he gets out and he kind of like faints a little bit. (laughs) And Cyrus, who's Cape Man, is like, you know, what's what's the deal with this place? What's the deal with this place? And uh, <laughs> just bringing me the Seinfeld references. I
1: started watching that to fall asleep to because it's like on Netflix now. And I yeah ran through all of the other basic yeah. comedies. It's dated. It's very dated. I actually recently looked. I was like, when did this start? It was like 1989. Yeah, it's fucking dated. It's like fuck. dated in so many ways, but then even dumb ways, where it's like there's an entire episode based on like having to use the payphone.
0: One hundred percent. So weird. It's I, so like, weird. Don't think of it at being that old. So Cyrus is like, you know what's what's the deal? And Stu is like, in my professional opinion, we need to get the fuck out of here. Uh-oh. Like he's like, I'm not having anything you're doing here. And he takes out like a bottle of pills. And Cyrus knocks them out of his hand with his cane. And Stu is like, I like I need those. And Cyrus is like, I need you clear headed. Cyrus then shows him a picture that's like an aerial view of the whole truck graveyard. And he says, where is he? And Stu looks down at the picture, but it's kind of like, please don't make me do this. And Cyrus is like, do it. And so Stu puts his hand on the ground of the junkyard and he like screams in pain. And he's like, you said there were nine here, man. There are 40 victims here. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: And Cyrus is like, he had nine victims while he was alive. What? Yeah. Oh, no. That's scary. (laughs) That's a very murderous ghost. And so then Cyrus is like, all right, bring in the cube. The thing starts like lowering literally like a a cube, but it's like glass walls, basically. Okay. Uh, Stu is now walking with Cyrus and he's like, why do they call him Breaker? And Cyrus is, like, because he broke his victims into a million pieces. At that moment, a car falls from the sky, seemingly. Like, it's an old junk car from the junkyard, but it falls, like, directly in front of them. And all the men that are working and Stu start screaming. And Cyrus is just like, ugh, I hate being rushed. And... Stu gets really upset and he's like, this is not like the other ones. Cyrus is like, you'll get a bonus for this. And Stu is like, you don't have that kind of money to make up for what you're asking me to do right now. And and Cyrus is like, after tonight, I will. As Cyrus kind of walks away from Stu or like to get out of the way of, you know, flying cars. Mm -hmm. Stu touches his shoulder and we see that Stu has like a flash Of, like, a bunch of images, most of which are this, like, sort of steampunky machine type thing. Like, a giant gears machine with levers and all kinds of stuff. But we, like, we don't really know what it is. Okay. And Cyrus is like, don't get too curious. (laughs) At that point, the team is now bringing in two other humans that they're, like, struggling. They're like, you're not going to get away with this, Cyrus. Oh, and then they literally say, you can't get away with this, Cyrus. And uh, the girl who we learn is named Kalina or Katinka is like, these are human beings. It's slavery. And Cyrus kind of, like, mocks her. And he's like, oh, do you still have your cute little Quicksilver flares and your little magic book? And the guy that was brought in with Katinka is like, you don't have the right spells or the 13th ghost. Stu then looks at Cyrus and is like, 13? You contacted me for 12 ghosts, man. Breaker is the 12th ghost. I'm done after this. Ah. And Cyrus, uh, is like you know just kind of like brushes them off, and then Cyrus says, "Bring in the bait." And the bait is another giant semi truck that just is spraying blood all over the junkyard, just brrr, spraying blood everywhere,
1: like out of a hose. Out of
0: yeah, like out of some sort of thing that's attached to the front of the thing. And okay, it's just spraying, but not out blood. of
1: like. Bodies currently being...
0: No, like, this is like, hey, the blood truck's here. Here we go, everybody. You know, the blood truck. Yeah. And Stu is just like, you gotta be shitting me. And Cyrus is like, power up the cube! All the workers then put on these glasses. They're like, um... They look like, uh, shop glasses. Like, glasses you would wear to protect your eyeballs from... Shards of wood sure. Or that's like That's what that. we wore in the junkyard. Exactly. Right. And to, to bed because you never know. When there was going to be shards of wood or cars lying at your exactly. face when you were a junk child. And then we see that Cyrus... Oh, we also see that like on the glass of the cube are like words etched into it, like frosted into it. But it's not in English. It's okay. in another language. And then we see... That Cyrus is now putting something on a loudspeaker and it's blasting through the whole junkyard and it's chanting something in Latin really loud throughout the junkyard. Then we see sort of like a POV through the junkyard where it's like kind of like in um, na- a- a Evil Dead where it's like flying through the junkyard uh-huh, kind uh-huh, of thing. Yeah, And Cyrus is up there being all like caped being like come (laughs) come (laughs) and cars are like getting knocked over and people are being picked up and thrown by nothing at all and we're like what the fuck one guy starts seeing this happening his glasses fall off he climbs up a mountain of cars to i don't know to get away from something but he can't see anything and then all of a sudden the car that he's climbed up next to the hood of it opens something pulls him into it and he's bent backwards like backwards knees mm-hmm. except spine ah. backwards spine and then like closed ah. into the hood of the car backwards did um and Ouch. we're like ooh, gross um, another guy then has, like, a car lifted up, like, over top of him, and just as it's about to come down on him, he, like, has his glasses on and sees that there's a fucking ghost holding the Ooh. car up that's all, like, ugh, like wounded and ugh, skin falling off. Looks like a zombie, basically. It's like they live glasses, but for ghosts. Cur- exactly what it is and the car like smashes down on him and he's dead uh another guy tries to run but he kind of like runs into the cube by accident the ghost the zombie ghost follows him in the doors of the cube close and the ghost is now just smashing the dude up against the wall of the cage and just like blood spurting everywhere. Uh. And uh Stu is like, hey, stop, stop doing that ghost. He doesn't, obviously. Um Rude. Stu then like takes his glasses off and we see that the ghost disappears, but the dude is still being thrown around when he doesn't have his glasses on. So that's where we you know, get a true understanding of the glasses, I guess. And he then, like, kind of walkie-talkies to Cyrus, Stu does. And he's like, I hope you're happy. You got your 12th ghost. And then we hear someone say, someone help me. We look, and it's the woman that was brought into the graveyard. Her partner is, like, smashed to smithereens and all kinds of dead. And she's just, like, screaming over him. And Stu like tries to call Cyrus to be like, it's gone off the rails, buddy. And it pans over and we see that Cyrus is like sliced through the chest on <gasps> car
1: dead. Oh shit.
0: So now we cut to
1: And so um, the ghost did all of that, like before mm-hmm. the other thing.
0: Yeah. So now we cut to a montage of a family. And what it is, it's like it's setting up the exposition for this family with one single shot that pans around a house. So we start uh, with uh, mom and dad looking out the window at their two kids, Shannon, Elizabeth and her little brother. They're probably about like, I would say like 17 and like 12 is like the age range. And it's like panning around and we see that. The dad, who's played by Tony Shalhoub, Ah, otherwise known as Monk. And he's like, I'm a dad and I'm proud of them. And then it pans around and it's like someone's birthday. And then all of a sudden in the flashback, we hear like a fire alarm. And we hear uh, the kids being like, dad, dad, it's on fire. And dad being like, get the kids out of here. Gene, get the kids out. Kids, where's your mom? She's still inside. I've got to go get her. Sir, you can't go back in there. And then it's like, beep, beep, beep. Sir, we've lost her. Mm. Mom's dead. Mm. And it pa- keeps panning around. And we now see that Tony Shaloub is again sitting in the same position at a window, but looking out at a different scene. Like basically just looking out at like pipes and a brick wall. And it pans past him and we see, like, a billboard of just, like, overdue notices everywhere. A billboard. And he's just, it's, a, <laughs> two chains? Two chains. A bulletin board? Mean? Bulletin board. Not billboard. Bulletin board. Thank you. I do there. that a lot. That specific one, though. I do that a lot. Billboard and bulletin board. Uh interesting yeah that very specific transition has happened before is a kim burns for you yeah it really is so a bulletin board of past due notices And then we come to the door. pretty aggressive bill collectors.
1: They're just like, put up a billboard outside to be like, you're overdue. (laughs) Tony Shalhoub, you (laughs) owe us money. (laughs) You're going to get evicted. (laughs) Yes, you. Can't
0: you see this giant billboard? Billboard. So then it pans around to the door and Shannon Elizabeth comes in and she's like, dad, you're going to be late. It's 830. You're going to be late. We come into the kitchen and she's making food. She's making breakfast for everybody. And Bobby, who's the son, Bobby. is like, oh, Bobby is on like a little tape recorder. And he's like recording really upsetting news headlines. So he's like, he's like, a body was found in the apartment complex on 8311 Lock Raven Boulevard. And it was found decapitated. Decap, and then a nanny answers is like decapitated, and he's like found decapitated. (laughs) It's really cute, and we learn that there's a a nanny named Maggie who who lives with them. Did
1: you just use your old address in college
0: for that uh, thing? (laughs) For that, I one thousand percent did. (laughs) It just fell out of my mouth. I have never said that address. I haven't said that address since college. Like. Yeah. like, I, there like I recognize that address. I've I've driven there. <laughs> I'm also really impressed. Oh, my God, you guys. Kim, like, remembers my address in college. It's like, <laughs> she's, like, super obsessed with me. It's, like, cute, but also, like, oh, my God, you're obsessed with I'm me. I'm, like, a little rain nanny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So nanny is very sassy. She's fun. And dad comes in and he's like, Shannon Elizabeth, why are you cooking? That's what we hired Maggie for. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, Have you had her cooking? And Maggie's like, I heard that. Shots fired. Tony Shaloub, dad, tries to be like, Oh, wow. He's going to have a lot of names. He's going to be Arthur. He's going to be Tony Shaloub. He's going to be dad. He's going to be monk. Keep up, Burns. So he's like, Bobby, what are you doing? Like, this is a weird thing. And he says, keeping a record of death is healthy. And then Shannon Elizabeth says something shitty. And Bobby, like, says to dad, he's like, and sister, what's her name? Kathy. Shannon Elizabeth is being a real slut about it. (laughs) Oh, shit. And Maggie is like, Bobby, that's not how you use the word slut. She's being more of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) Slut is a woman who's sexually promiscuous. It's it's a very cute little dynamic happening. At that point, everybody's kind of laughing. But Tony Shalhoub trips and spills his coffee on himself. And he's like, God damn it. And like gets really very mad. And everyone kind of like gets really quiet. And he's like, how many times have I told you, Bobby, to not leave your scooter like in the walkway? And Shannon Elizabeth is like, well, if we had a bigger place, this wouldn't happen. And Monk is like, this don't is you the see the billboard outside
1: where they are all my
0: bills? Yeah. He's like, there's a fucking billboard telling me that I have no money. So this is what we can afford. So then we get a knock at the door. And everyone kind of looks at Monk. And he's like, I don't know who it is. Like basically being like our creditors here. And oh, again. No. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, I thought you cleaned up our credit and he's like i don't think that's what this is so they open the door and it's a lawyery looking dude and he's like i'm a lawyer i'm here on behalf of your uncle cyrus's estate oh shit and the kids are like who the fuck's uncle cyrus and uh monk is like i only met him once as a kid he was not popular in the family Dad said he actually squandered the family fortune. Mm. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, we have a family fortune. <laughs> and he's like, I just said no. <laughs> <laughs> so the lawyer then like sits down and like pulls up a laptop from 2001 and plays a video. And it's a video of Cyrus. He's like in the center of the screen. And he's like, uh, you know, hello, I'm your uncle Cyrus. And he's like, I'm sorry I didn't know you better in life, but here's my house. It was the fruit of my life. And uh, it's yours now. And they're like, what? We and like house and like as he's talking, we're seeing like basically like a video tour of the house, like pictures, mm. like a slideshow of the house. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, bathrooms! There's so many bathrooms. <laughs> very excited about the bathrooms. So the video's over, and the lawyer is like, okay, like, there you go. I delivered my message, and here's a key. But it's like a big, weird key. Like, again, it's very steampunk vibes. Like, it's a key, but also just like a little bit more geary. Gears. Mm-hmm. And okay. And he's like, the house is. The house is now yours. Here it is. Shannon Elizabeth is like, when can we go? And the lawyer is like, well, you and your wife and kids can go. And Maggie's like, no, 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 no. no. I'm not the wife. I'm just the nanny. I'm not the wife. <laughs> and little Bobby is like, our mom got burned up in a fire. And everyone's like, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby. And he's like, what? It's true. And I'm like, you're not wrong, kid. Like, I don't know. I I'm all for, like, letting kids just speak about death the way they need to speak about death. Clearly, this is how he's processing it. So the lawyer's like, y'all can go to the house today. He's like, it's in a place called Willow Grove. But he's like, I have to warn you, it's, like, very off the beaten path. Your uncle really liked his privacy. But if you want, we can go right now. We can go today. Question one, what do you do? What do they do?
1: They're going to go. I mean, I'm going to go, too. I want to see my new house. One point for them. Well, shit. I have no reason not to go, though.
0: I hear you. But you chose poorly. (laughs) So now we cut to them driving. Maggie and the kid, Bobby, are in the back, and they're, like, reading words about death. He's trying to pronounce suffocating, and it's very it's cute. It's sweet. How old is he? He's, like, 12, 10, 11, 12. Not all kids are good readers. Someone who <laughs> hangs out. Someone who was... hangs out with 12-year-olds, decapitating, suffocating. They can't do it. We're Some of them can't do it. I'm... Kim? Kim? Please don't get me started on America's educational system. I can't do this right now. But I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: Just like the voice you're using, the, the vibe you're using, the spelling, the words. Yeah. It, they all make him seem a lot younger. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, now you're making me.
1: I don't know ages, but like 12 seems like I could
0: read do adult sound well, like a, this i can't do your a, voice A, <laughs> a i'm telling you that 12 year olds can't read b i'm also telling you the boys mature significantly slower than girls so i got some fucking teenage girls in one class and i got some fucking toddlers in the same one and it just <laughs> depends on their gender um but no he's like let's call him nine let's say he's nine okay so they're in the back shannon elizabeth is so excited and she's just like mom would have freaked out over this And Monk is like, looks like things are starting to get better. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) So now we cut to the woman from the truck graveyard. And she is like harried in an office with lots of artifacts and old books and clippings about death. And like, you know, the sort of bulletin board. The what? what is happening bulletin board with like the red yarn <laughs> yeah, and stuff you the know with the red yarn, yeah what the that's fuck? when you got a, right. <laughs> a big investigation going on
1: yeah <laughs> um, and the lady who was like a magic lady that he was making fun of
0: mm-hmm.
1: in okay. the in yeah and then she was in sad the, because
0: because her died. partner died okay. yeah and so we just kind of see her, like, in this space where she's, like, getting her things together, right? In a very sort of just harried way. And we see her, like, putting quicksilver flares into a bag. And we see her putting these, like, uh, old-timey reels, you know, where it's like, here's a movie or a recording for you to listen to. And it's this big. Um, <laughs> and it says on the front, like, containment spells.
1: Containment spells.
0: And then mm. we see on her bulletin board is like a uh, newspaper clipping announcing Cyrus's death so <laughs> announcing
1: <laughs>
0: Cyrus's he's death he's dead bitches <laughs> actually you can put my fucking obit on a billboard a bill- bulletin board put my obit on a, bu- on a billboard that will be fun ketrin's dead that'll be fun all right um so now we cut to our family pulling up to the house the house is completely transparent save a few panels transparent are s-
1: how you am i gonna me. walk around
0: naked i ask you also they ask so it's like but it's like a very like square house and it's like all made of glass but then there'll be like you know a puzzle piece that's not and then like over here a puzzle piece that's not like it looks like it all kind of like moves and fits together like a big giant house puzzle but like it's just standing there interesting and we see that they're scrawling all over the walls, which we recognize from the cube in the beginning that had frosted scrawling Latin words uh, all over it. Okay. Then, so they're walking up to the house and all of a sudden an electricity guy comes up in his orange jumpsuit and a flashlight with ele- electricity guy stuff on. And he's like, hey, I got to check out the breakers. And then he turns. It's Stew. It's fucking Matthew Lillard. And we're all like, we know you, guy. And he goes up to the lawyer. And he's like, I got to check the breakers. And the lawyer's like, can you come back tomorrow? And he's like, this house is cutting out the power to like 5,000 other houses. So like, no, I can't come back tomorrow. And Arthur is just like sure man like you can come in it's fine and the lawyer is just like harumph Mm. about it so arthur takes the the steampunk key and he sticks it into a slot in the quote-unquote door of the house Mm -hmm. and it just goes in and nothing happens like the house like sucks the key in but then like nothing happens But we see inside the house when this happens that some weird steampunk pendulum starts to swing. And we're like, excuse me. And then they're just kind of standing there and they're like, dad, you broke it. You broke the house. And he's like, I just (laughs) stuck the key in. But then all the lights start coming on inside the house, which we can see because it's made of glass. Mm -hmm. They all like look in and they're like, not big on privacy. I guess, which is funny because one of the lines that the lawyer said in the beginning as they're going up to the house is, your uncle was big on privacy. Yeah,
1: it's like out in the middle of nowhere, he enjoyed his privacy.
0: Yeah, I just caught that. And Shannon Elizabeth Suspect. is like, I'm adding it to my billboard yarning. Mm. Yeah, you should. And mm. bullet, no, bill, oh no, because the joke is <laughs> I don't know those two words. <laughs>
1: Here I am I making fun of this 12-year-old for not knowing not knowing what decapitation and suffocating is and Ketrin doesn't know the difference between billboard and bulletin board.
0: I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I don't know the difference. I don't know them. <laughs> They're interchangeable to me. All right. Hopefully this won't come up anymore. So... <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth is, like, obsessed with these bathrooms. She's like, well, I hope the bathrooms have walls. Like, right? You know. And, or no, I think she says, I hope the bathrooms are in the basement. And I'm like, well, I can just look down through the floor. But whatever. I won't tell her that. And we see inside the house that there's a giant, huge, like, 30-foot by 30-foot circle on the floor. That's, like, 12... 12 circles within each other so like circle 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 getting bigger and bigger and bigger
1: and Mm. one
0: circle in the very center starts turning
1: 13 circles if you will
0: yeah and all of the circles have multiple symbols on them okay okay so and if you were to like put all of the circles in a certain order, all of the symbols would line up down all the circles. Okay, yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah. At this point, the door now finally opens for our family. But it kind of, like, opens like a Taco Bell window in a bad neighborhood, where it's like, you open the front, I put my money in, the front closes, then the person on the other side opens it and gets it. Right? right? So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. they I go in that. and then it closes behind them and then it opens to the rest of the it's house. It's like an entryway. But it, okay. Yeah, so it's like a Taco Bell window in a bad neighborhood. That's what it is. And all these, they go in and like just crazy artifacts everywhere. Any type of old-timey artifact you can think of is in here. All very sort of steampunky vibes. And Arthur identifies that all of the windows and walls and everything are scrawled with Latin just everywhere. And uh, Maggie comes in and she's like, I'm just reiterating that I don't do windows. I don't clean windows. <laughs> and Bobby, of course, like immediately finds a samurai sword and dad and dad is like, don't Shannon Elizabeth. Clocks all of these artifacts in the house, and she's like, this stuff is worth a fortune. Mm. Question two, what do you decide to do? What do they decide to do?
1: Do we both decide to sell the stuff so we can
0: pay our bills, boards? Bills, boards? Uh Uh-huh. Is that you or them? Hand in hand. One point, you get a point for uh, grabbing as much as you can, getting out of there and selling some shit, just having a big old yard sale. That's right. Stu is now walking around by himself as the electrician electrician, and he's talking to himself and he's just like looking around at all the like glass and the scrawled Latin and he's just like Cyrus, you crazy son of a bitch. What did you do? The family now comes to the room with the big circles. So Stu is kind of off by himself looking for the breakers and the family and the lawyer all together. And they come to the room with the big circles. The smallest one in the center is spinning. And uh, Stu then comes into this room and says to the lawyer, can you show me where the basement is? And he's like, the sooner I get out of here, the better. And the lawyer is like, it's down this hallway. Make a left and a right and an up and a down and a whatever. The dad is then like, okay, kids, stay right fucking here in this circle room. Do not move. I got to go sign some papers with the lawyer. Question three, what do you do and what do the kids do? I
1: think they're going to go investigate, obviously. And... um I'm a rule follower, so I'll stay in
0: this room. Mm, double ding. Way to follow the rules, Ms. Burns. <laughs> so literally as soon as Monk leaves the room, they're like, let's go. And I'm like, Maggie, you are paid to follow the rules. Like, you are not one of the children. Oh, you I keep are paid forgetting that yeah, she's even there. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, nice lady, terrible nanny. <laughs> Paid to follow the rules and cook, she doesn't either. So now we cut to Stew in the basement, and there are a bunch of transparent cells that look very similar to the cube in the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stew's kind of talking to himself, and he's like, "Where'd you hide the money, Cyrus?" And then he gets a flash. A flash! And he like holds his head and like the back of his head and he like drops all of his stuff. And we can tell that he's like getting a flash of something. He's like, what the hell was that? And then he puts a pair of glasses on Mm. and looks around more closely and is like, oh, no. Mm. Back with Arthur and the lawyer. And Arthur is like, was my uncle a hunter? And because he like sees some sort of gun type thing and the lawyer is like he was a collector of many things and then gives like a weird smile. Stews in the basement. We're going to go back and forth. There's a lot of like here's what's happening here. Now here's what's happening here. Here's what's happening here. Now here. Now here. Now Mm -hmm. here. So you got to just stay on your toes. Burns. We're going to fly all over this house. All right. Okay. We're also going to use slow motion a lot. A lot of slow motion. They loved it. So (laughs) it was a new feature in 2001. Yeah. Which chalice did I drink from, everyone? (laughs) We don't know. So. (laughs) So Mm. Stu is in the basement seeing flashes of creepy things and a headache. Dad's with the lawyer and he's like, I didn't want to bring this up before. But cut back to Stu freaking out his head and all that kind of stuff uh cut back to dad I'm just a math teacher but I also know that like yeah like my uncle gave me this house but like the taxes alone on this place I can't fucking afford like there's no goddamn way and he's like I have nothing like a fire took everything I have an entire billboard of past due notices it's bad good job okay because I made the job. joke I was yeah. going for the joke you did okay it. great. Awesome. 50 50 guys <laughs> and the lawyer is like let me stop you right there cyrus took care of all of that your family never has to worry ever again oh thanks uncle Cape Kane. cape Kane back with stew in the basement and he literally f- falls down in pain now and he puts his glasses back on and looks around and he's like just kind of looking around but like covering his eye. Like, he's getting, like, uh, it's like he's getting shot in the head over and over again. And then he looks up, and there's torn-up bat ghost! Oh, what? Let me, I know, let me explain. (laughs) As I wrote it, I said, this could require explanation. It's a ghost of a dude who appears to be torn up as if by a beast of some kind, but his weapon of choice is a baseball bat. Oh.
1: I was thinking flying bat, and I was which like is, torn up bat ghost. So it was like is, a little ghosty or a little bat. Pretty cool, with, like ripped up wings. Yeah, which, which would is be very different than what it actually is. Yes, <laughs> so um, it's a guy, like yeah. a man, but a ghost. Yeah, um, yeah, who's ripped up a little bit, holding a baseball bat.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yours is infinitely cooler, but that's neither here nor there. And then he kind of like turns away from Batman, and he sees Old Lady Ghost, Hi. and Old Lady Ghost is like in stocks, oh, right? No, you know, with these things. Where, well, that's you know. a bummer to be a ghost, but you're in stocks. Like this whole ghost. Yeah. I hate Wall this, Street. Yeah, this a whole zing. ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, she's no. cracking jokes everybody. to be stuck in like a little to be locked up as a ghost forever. no this this whole
0: ghost lore of this universe is a real bummer and we haven't even gotten to it yet oh, no. um and then he like turns away from stocks stocks lady and then we see giant fat baby man ghost <laughs> okay. so it's like a giant fat man who's also a but is a baby, baby but shouldn't be a baby, but he's in diapers and he doesn't eat very well and also kind of barfs all over himself.
1: Okay. And
0: that's who he is. And his mom is a teeny tiny little lady who's a very teeny tiny little person who's also old. It's a whole. Okay. These two are not doing great. Okay. And they're intertwined ghosts. I'm intrigued about These ghosts, were they once people?
1: Like, who were these? What were the lives of these people? Were they just, like,
0: demon ghosts somehow that were never people? They are ghosts of human people. Fascinating. Yes, that's all I'll say. Then he turns from Big Barf Baby Ghost and Mom, and we see Nailhead Ghost. Now, by Nailhead, I don't mean... Dee 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 nails, I mean nails like I'm going to nail a railroad track into the ground type of nails and they're all over his body. They're just in, nailed in him, nailed into him, in him. his body. Nailed wow. into all over him. And he like carries around a big hammer. Okay. Wow. Then we see, then he turns away from nail head ghost and we see cage head ghost. And it's literally like a woman whose head is in a cage. In a cage, okay. And she's displeased. They're
1: all. I displeased. would be too. These all sound like they uh, their afterlives suck.
0: Yeah, they're all very unhappy about their plot in. And these the people are in the in the cube thingies. Yes, they're like locked
1: inside, basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're all like separate,
0: except yes. for mom and baby. Correct. Mom and baby are together. Oh, nice. Everybody else has their own cube. Okay. So now we see Bobby upstairs, scooting around on a scooter with Shannon, Elizabeth and Maggie. Now we go back to the lawyer who tells Arthur, sign these papers before he can sign. Stu comes rushing in and he's like, we have to talk. I'm not the electricity guy. I'm another guy. I have information. We need to deal with this. Arthur is like, what's the deal with the breakers? And he's like, I'm not a breakers guy. I'm not an electricity guy. My name is Dennis Rafkin, a.k.a. Stu from Scream. Wasn't his
1: name Breaker, though? Someone was named Breaker in this.
0: The ghost.
1: The ghost was
0: named Breaker. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So I think the writers were trying to do something cute. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're trying to be cute because they said the word breaker a lot. I was like, I've never heard an electrician use that word as much as this electrician apparently <laughs> is uh, uh, we'll in all of my conversations with professional many, <laughs> yeah,
1: <I would> <laughs> many,
0: many. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in and the lawyer's like, don't listen to this guy. He's been harassing my office ever since your uncle died. And Stu was like, no, listen, I used to hunt with your uncle. I used to hunt, you know, displaced spirits. You get my drift. And Arthur's like, I do not. (laughs) And he's like, wraiths, you get my drift. And Monk is like, again, I do not. And then he's like, do you know what I'm talking about? And Arthur's like, no. And he's like, ghosts. (laughs) I'm talking about ghosts. And Arthur says, goats? And Stu is like, ghosts.
1: They had a real bees beads moment there. They had
0: a real bees beads moment <laughs> for sure. And Stu was like, listen to me. Wraiths. That's a good word. I fucking love that word. I like that word. I need love to it. use that more. To describe someone as a wraith, it just conjures up so many images of things. Yeah. I, I mean, I it. need to look up the technical dictionary definition first, but
1: otherwise I'll I post like mortem it.
0: it. Thanks. Let's do it. I want to learn about wraiths. So now we're back with Maggie and Bobby and they're racing around the house on the scooter. It's a great scooter house. There's Lots of corridors, sure. flat surfaces. Big house. Great scooter. S- s- scooter space. Great
1: scooter house. Great scooter space. space.
0: <laughs> so now Stu, we're back with Stu and he just d- keeps describing ghosts like what ghosts are Mm -hmm. and as if that's the problem and they're just kind of laughing and Stu was like listen i'll explain everything as soon as you get you and your children out of this house back with maggie and bobby and they find a room of toys and Uh bobby is like this is my room because i'm a
1: 12 year old like 12 year olds are like fuck toys
0: it's interesting the more time i spend with children on a daily basis the less clear i am about how old they are <laughs> fascinating i literally spend time with a spectrum of ages and i'm less clear about how old this child is wow. ages am i right am I right the, the age old question yeah zing uh Shannon Elizabeth finds her bedroom, and it's a very, like, luxurious Victorian silk bedroom type Mm -hmm. of situation. And she slow-mo falls onto the bed. And that's where I first wrote, they love their slow-mo in this movie. (laughs) And now we're back with Stu and the lawyer and Arthur. And Stu is like, Cyrus has containment cubes all over the basement. And he's like, I would not stay here. And this is when the lawyer's like, this guy's been harassing our office since your uncle died. Next thing you know, he's going to say your uncle owed him money. And Stu's like, he did owe me money. (laughs) And the lawyer's like, see? So now we're back with Maggie, who puts on a pair of the glasses that she found in the toy bedroom. And Bobby is like, I want to try them on. Cut back to Stu with Arthur and the lawyer. And Stu is like, Get your ass out of the big glass house and get your children out too. At that point, he has a flash of something and he falls to the ground. So Arthur goes over to be like, You okay, man? And he touches him. And we see that Stu has a flash of Monk Arthur's life, of his wife dying. Mm. Of, like, all of that. And it's like really fucking up Stu's head. And he's like, don't, just don't touch me. Don't touch me. Back with Shannon Elizabeth, and she finds a bathroom. <laughs> Finally. She's very excited. Here's how they did the bathrooms not fully transparent, it's that glass where it's like, a bunch of consecutive cubes that are very deep glass. So it's like Ooh. you light passes through mm-hmm. it, but you can't see mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nice job, bathroom makers in a transparent glass house. And she's just like, props to the bathroom. Cut back to Stu on the ground trying to recover and Arthur over him. And... <laughs> This is a comment about Matthew Lillard as an actor. Mad respect. He's a very spidly fellow. He's a very spitty kind of sir, right? And he doesn't try to hide it. You know, it's who he is. He is a little you know, in Scream, I'm like there's a lot of spittle like, now that you say it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of spittle here too. He's in it. He's in a heightened state of of distress and that might make a spiddly person just sort of drool yeah, onto he gets the ground. Yeah, get stabbed and scream spoiler alert. And um he really Yeah, really. He's real spiddly. Fills his, his mouth there. Yeah, and he do- he doesn't well, say, "Hey, can we do another take of that?" because it's a little he blood spittily in
1: that one though too. So it's a little different, Yeah, but
0: this was this one is just spiddly spittle. And he kind of recovers, like kind of gets up and he's like, "Where's the suit?" referring to the lawyer who is gone from the room cut to the lawyer and he has found the basement of cubes and by himself he just kind of was like looks like this is my chance to just duck out of the room real quick so he goes down to the basement and he puts on a pair of glasses and he walks past that guy and he just kind of is like what are you staring at Just, like, being a dick, acknowledging who he is. So
1: he knows. this. Then this is shocking to him.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. And then he walks past another cube, and we see, like, a little kid from, like, the 1950s who's definitely, like, seven. That one I'm pretty sure about. And he's wearing sort of, like, a Native American feather and then has an arrow through his head. Mm -hmm. And he... Is a creepy crap bag in death and was clearly a creepy crap bag in life. Sure. I am sure of it. Sure. And he's like, hey, kiddo. Just being a dick. And then he passes uh, a boob ghost who is just a naked woman whose cube is covered in blood, as is she. And she's got a lot of, like, slash marks across her. And she's just, like, carrying a knife as if she slashed, slashed herself. But she's totally naked. Okay. And lawyer walks by and he's like nice tits Ew. you need representation i'm about to cut your dick off yeah lawyers the worst and he comes to the end of a hallway and he kind of kneels down and he like pushes a secret button that's clearly hidden so you had to have known that it was there mm-hmm. The door opens to this other room, and he walks straight over to like a black doctor bag, basically, like an old timey doctor bag. And he lifts it up and he puts it on a chair. We see that when he lifts it up, it was weighting down some levers. So when he picks the bag up, the levers go up. But he doesn't notice. So from Indiana Jones, I'm watching Indiana Jones. (laughs) And so it trips something. Lawyer doesn't notice because he's looking at all the money inside, just a ton of cash. And then we see in another part of the house that a whole bunch of machinations start moving. Somewhere. Oh,
1: so he knew there was money in this bag, but he it doesn't look like he knew that moving the
0: bag meant things got triggered. Correct. Exactly. Okay. And then we see in the circle room... That the most center circle had been spinning. Now the next circle is spinning. And the house from the outside starts puzzle piecing, closing up. Well, this is just one big booby trap house. Like in Indiana Jones. Jones. So it's like kind of closing, but then like another part will open. Like it just kind of looks like it's just sort of moving all over the place. We cut to Stu and Arthur and Stu sees that things are moving and he's like, Fuck. it's time to leave. And Arthur's like, well, we got to go get the kids and Maggie. Cut back to the lure in the basement. A machin- ma- machination starts happening and a door opens and we see that it was the door to Boob Ghost. So she walks out of her cube. Uh-oh and starts coming towards the lawyer oh. and he's like hey i was just kidding <laughs> like <laughs> do you want to talk about my tits now <laughs> and and she, he's like i was just kidding like no big deal and she's just like walking towards him and we see that like more doors are like starting to be like bloop bloop like triggered and he's like kind of backing up trying to get away from her and then sliced two doors close together and literally slice him down the middle so perfectly that he's literally still alive and the front part of him slides down the glass door Ew. and leaves the back side of him like still there oh that's cool that. and then the back side slides down the door. it was very cool okay. Yeah, and so it's like, ooh, gross. And boob ghost is just, just kind of like, eh, and just boobs away. Back with Arthur and Stu, and they're now looking for the kids. And they go into the circle room, and Monk is like, my kids left. I told them to stay here. And Stu's like, they're kids. What did you expect? And Arthur's like, yeah, thanks, Dr. Phil. It's like, mm, good line. Nice one, bud. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, has Dr. Phil been around since 2001? I'm not post mortem this. (laughs) I'll post-mortem it. It's fine. I'll do it. I think he's been around a while.
1: I think he was almost, like, more popular. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Is, like, Dr. Phil still popular now? But, like, wasn't he, like, super big and exciting maybe around that time?
0: I guess 2001 just seems so long ago. But all right. So here we go so now we're with Shannon Elizabeth in the bathroom and there are glasses on the sink and oh, this poor girl, this is where I felt for Shannon Elizabeth as an actress. By the way, I feel like Shannon Elizabeth got kind of a bad rap in the early two thousands where it was like, she was only cast to be boobs and mm-hmm. to be hot. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that there is an assumption that she's not a great actress, but like, she now was she given like an Oscar performance here? No, but like she's perfectly charismatic and delightful to watch, like she's she's perfectly watchable. So I feel like she got a bad rap. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm starting a Shannon Elizabeth fan club. Let's do it. I'll join. Yeah. Um. But the poor girl. So like her hair. As an actor, she styled with her hair in a low ponytail. Right. Mm-hmm. But then to make it look, quote unquote, messy, they pull these two little tendrils out right here. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. six wisp, six strands of hair on either side type of thing. But I know that makeup was like, we need you to be like fixing your hair and makeup in the mirror. But like, we can't actually have you fixing your hair and makeup in the mirror for continuity. So she literally for just playing
1: with 12 tendrils of hair.
0: For 12 minutes, Kim. For 12 (laughs) fucking minutes, she's just smoothing out 12 tendrils of hair. And I was like, this poor girl. And as she's smoothing out her 12 tendrils of hair, the boob ghost comes up behind her. And is just admiring her in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like, is just like, you're so beautiful. I was tortured by beauty in some way in my past life, I'm sure, or something. I don't know. And shannon elizabeth doesn't see her because she has no glasses on we then see that the fourth consecutive circle starts moving in the center of the machine we now see that the whole circle thing is being powered by a giant gear machine in the center of the house that's like i mean one million hot dogs big oh no it's a huge machine Floor to ceiling oh, type of wow. machine. And all the walls start moving and closing again in a new way. Back with Shannon Elizabeth. She pulls back the curtain of the really great tub that you would have loved, Kim. It's one of those <gasps> like, like tub. ball and claw tubs. Real deep. Mm, pulls the back the curtain. Yeah. And we see that bloody boob ghost is in the tub in a tub of blood, just kind of, you know, doing her best. Kim Burns, taking a blood just hanging bath. out in the tub, just taking a blood bath for sure. I do it all and the just time. kind of like just in the blood of virgins. Yeah. Yes. That's why Kim looks so young and vibrant all the time. That's true. It's great for the skin. It really is. Um, And so blood boob ghost is kind of looking at Shannon Elizabeth like you're disturbing my bath." Like, like she's not like she's like, I'm taking a bath here. Shannon Elizabeth is – but doesn't, you know, doesn't see her. So she turns on the water and is just, like, touching the water and splashing her face with it. And I ask you. <laughs> yes? I've never – listen. I've never bought a house, okay? I have moved into many apartments. And I will say one of the first things I check is the water pressure for the shower. sure. For sure. I, personally, have never bathed my face in the water upwards of a dozen times. (laughs) Sure. But is that just me? Am I supposed to be doing that? Or is that a strange practice?
1: You know, as a queen of baths,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: bubbles, and blood. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I must say that without being in said bath, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have never splashed the water on my face. Nor have I I do put soap on my face or blood, you know, whatever's Mm -hmm. day it is. Yeah. um, And then use the water, turn on the water and put some clean water on my face to wash it off. Sure.
0: But
1: not just standing over it now.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be
1: fair, it'd be more weird to me right now if she turned on the bath and, like, filled it up. Because, like, they're just, like, here to, like, check out the house, right? Like, if she, like, turned on the bathtub and got into it, which is where I thought you were going, I was like, that's insane. Like, that's bonkers. But
0: uh, I can't say that that wasn't her intention. She turned the faucet of that bathtub on, Kim. And I don't know what her goal was, you know, because she's interrupted, which we'll get to in a moment. But what she did do was splash her face upwards of a dozen times, which made the audience uncomfortable because Shannon Elizabeth is splashing her face with water. Oh,
1: but, but where is the see... blood. Uh, right. So that's why she's doing it then. Right. Which is a cool look, but like
0: weird yeah um and uh, blood boobs is just like ma'am I'm taking a bath (laughs) rude (laughs) very rude and um so we now see like an aerial view of the bathroom and it's not just the bathtub that's filled with blood the whole bathroom is just like sprayed with ghost blood oh man and scrawled on the floor it says I'm sorry (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah. And so... Do we think that's how Shannon- boobs died? I think it's how boobs oh, died. But oh, no. here's what I will tell you. I would watch a series of 12 movies where each segment of this anthology was about the lives and cats story
1: of, of, of each because of these ghosts. I think I've seen people post that in horror groups before. Yeah. i have seen that where people are like, let's get a fucking let's get some spin-offs going. Let's get a fucking series going on these 13 ghosts and their stories. Yeah, because
0: every fucking ghost, I was like, What's your story? Your deal. What's your deal? Um, spoiler alert, we learn none of them. So sorry. Um Yeah. But that means the market is fresh for us to write it. Let's do it. Copyright, copyright. Copyright, copyright. I wonder
1: if the other version explains more.
0: I know. I'll have to find. It. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it to post mortem that because mm. I'm very curious. Um, because this was, well, we still don't know what chalice I drank out of, but you may be picking up mm. on it. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why you'd even give the
1: the tale if it was <laughs> <laughs> if it was a certain one. <laughs> like why would? It... <laughs>
0: No, maybe this was great. Maybe I chose wisely. But if we'll you did out. choose
1: wisely, you would never have told him that. Told him that
0: story. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have told him the story. So the story of Indiana J. Yeah. So Shannon Elizabeth splashing her face with blood boobs, and then uh, Arthur finds her. Monk is like, "Come on, let's go." And he's like, "Where the fuck is Bobby? Like you're supposed Bobby. to be walking." You're supposed to be watching a toddler to teenager aged Bobby. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, Bobby's with Maggie. Maggie's her job. That's her fucking job. <laughs> Maggie fucking shows up behind Arthur and she's like, was with Maggie. Sorry. And I'm like, you're a Maggie. Terrible nanny. You're a terrible nanny. Like an awful nanny. And Arthur's pissed and he's like, what do I pay you for? And I'm like, I don't know at this point to be his friend. I don't know. Are you paying for friends for your kids? Because that's what it seems like. And we're now back with Bobby. Bobby's scooting around and he hears a voice calling him
1: down a set of stairs. His name, calling his name. Bobby.
0: Come play with us, Bobby. Bobby. Then we hear a second ghost voice that says, don't go down there, Bobby. Don't follow her. So we have two dueling ghost voices in a little boy's head. One telling him to go down the stairs.
1: One telling him
0: to not. What do you do? And what does Bobby do? Well, I think
1: Bobby cannot contain his curiosity. So I will say that he goes. Okay. Um... I'm no dummy. I don't need to go down the basement. I don't need to ever go down the basement. I could live in this house for years and never go down the yeah. basement.
0: Double ding, okay. bitch. Yeah. Your house has a basement. Doesn't matter to you because nope. you're not going down there. Nope. You so may as well just shut up. Yep. Just dump a bunch of cement in that basement. Um. Nothing good okay. down in a basement. Just scary shit. Not a thing. Not
1: a thing. I used to run up the steps of my basement as a kid. Like I was so just like this the stairs of a basement are so scary.
0: Oh no, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. And then I actually found out in my parents' current house, my dad still sometimes runs up this the basement why stairs. Are they so scary? They're so scary. They're so scary. That's why anyone who's like, I'm not as scared of the dark. I'm like, Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. It is like, like a weird natural thing you're definitely scared of the dark i'm like maybe not all darks but there are darks out there that would, would make you fearful of, yeah yeah because even no your question.
1: basement is like a room it's like into another like living room basically correct my basement yeah. was like a basement
0: right so, super yeah, way scarier. Yours is like yeah yeah that's interesting. um wow i mean it's gotta be, i'm sure i'm sure that it's a that it's an evolutionarily evolved, evolutionarily evolved, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> billboard bulletin board, Jesus fucking Christ, uh, thing where it's like we can't see human brain, we have to get Danger. out of here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That,
1: that makes uh, sense. like we don't yeah. know what animals are here that could kill
0: us, right? And it's definitely because it definitely feels instinctual. Yeah. It doesn't feel because you're right my basement a finished basement I'm still running up the fucking stairs like yeah it's definitely it's coming it's coming from my ancient ancestors of that lived in caves for sure
1: yeah I mean mine is much more that someone's hand is going to reach out from under my bed at night
0: but when I go pee in the middle of the night but but that's also got to be evolutionary <laughs> like. There might be a fucking tiger paw that
1: reaches out. Sure. You I, mean, be on I don't lookout. want any type of hand reaching out from under my bed. I don't give a fuck what it's attached to. Yeah. Animal, human, ghost.
0: Ghost, spirit, wraith. Doll. Doll. Doll's the biggest nightmare. Am I right? That was, a, that was a bad one. So now we cut to Arthur, who says to Maggie and Shannon Elizabeth, I will go find Bobby. You two go wait in the car. Okay? Yeah. But they can't because the house is all closed up. So he tries to get them to the outside part and it won't open. So Arthur takes, like, a chair and tries to smash it on the glass and the chair just shatters into pieces. Well, that's not fucking good. They are stuck in a glass house. Oopsie daisies. Made of puzzles. Yes, made of puzzles and, much like a Taco Bell drive through window in a bad neighborhood, also made of impenetrable glass, it appears. Yeah, bulletproof. Because nothing is breaking. Yeah. Hold that thought. Stew gives us another term for it, that is it's not bulletproof. We will learn in a moment. Stew is sitting in a chair, all dejected. And it's just kind of like, it's sealed up, dude. Like just kind of in that (laughs) fuck my life kind of face. And he's like Yeah, and he's like holding his pills like to his temple. And Arthur's like, What do you mean, sealed? And Stu is like, What part of the code are you trying to crack? I was like, Zing, good line. Uh, which chalice did I drink?
1: Is this supposed to be a this is gonna sound rude. Is this supposed to be a horror comedy a little bit? Just because Tony Shalhoub and Matthew Lillard are both, like, funny and they seem to have some zingers and Maggie's a little quirky funny.
0: It's not. Okay. Just wondering. No, no, no. I think it's supposed to be saucy. Saucy. You know, you know how, like, early 2000s, late 90s, like, it was, they like – a little sauce to them. Yeah, but they're not – they would never be put into her. They're not comedy. Tucker and Dale. No. Yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They all had a little
1: <laughs> to it. Right. Um. Some. Uh, they were all like wearing jeans with skirts on tops and being like <laughs> one
0: thousand percent. One thousand percent. Yeah. And so. Arthur is like, help me find my son. Stu is like, I'll stay here. And then Arthur, like, yells at him, like, I'm not letting you out of my sight. This feels like it's all kind of your, if it's not your fault, you at least know what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, like, yelling at him, braiding him, and Stu is finally like, okay, fine. Then, like, as they're leaving, Maggie walks out and is like, did the lawyer split? And I was like, "Ah!" Because he was literally split in half, but they don't Uh, Oh, breaker. Breaker, breaker. Got it. Breaker, breaker. Yeah. So now we see a huge machine in the center moving again. More circles in the center room start spinning. Bobby's in the basement with those glasses on that he found in the toy room. And we see a lever raise and another door cube open. And he's scooting around the basement with his glasses on, hearing the voices. And he's like, come on, guys, stop hiding. And... We see someone just the feet sort of cross his path, but like he doesn't see it back with Shannon, Elizabeth, Maggie, Arthur, and Stu. They're yelling for Bobby, but he doesn't know what the glasses do. And that and the ghosts aren't always there, the ghosts are sort of like flashing in and out. So, if you were to keep the glasses on the whole time, Mm -hmm. you would see the ghosts whenever they were choosing to appear. But if they were not choosing to appear, there's nothing there. Interesting. Even with the glasses on. Well, that's a, that's that's
1: that's that's stupid. <laughs> that's annoying and dumb. What the fuck is the point of the glasses then? Listen. I mean, I get that it's like half a point, but like, but why don't they just hide from me all the time then when they want to
0: f- attack me or whatever the fuck? Because I think that these ghosts aren't interested in hiding or not hiding. Okay. I don't think that that's their jam. I think they don't really care if you see them or not, kind of thing. But listen, then why can't I'm trying all the time? Though? Yeah, I'm trying to explain something <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Someone explain maker... why you can see them and not see them sometimes. Yeah, I'll it's get it. um. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm doing my best. That's all I'm going to say. So now we're back with Shannon, Elizabeth, Maggie, Arthur, and Stu. They're yelling for Bobby. Stu has another great line and says, Hey, Glass Family Robinson, you're wasting your breath. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Listen, Stu was doing a great job. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, what <laughs> happens the day that that script arrives?
0: <laughs> and you read don't, that line? I don't know. I mean, you cry and you go, what chalice did I choose? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is where he explains what kind of glass it is. He says, this is ectoglass.
1: Oh, it's- like plasma.
0: Yeah. And he's like, it's soundproof. So, like, you yelling, Bobby can't hear you. But then also ectoglass meaning, like, ghosts can't bust through it. And he's like, and these are containment spells for ghosts. All oh, written okay. all over it. Uh... And he's like, ghosts have to obey spells, whether written or spoken. And everyone's kind of like, okay, ghosts. <laughs> um, now we're back with Bobby in the basement. And he's looking around with his glasses on and all of a sudden he sees ghost. Mm. This ghost appears to be a prom queen that was hung and bound. Mm. OK, because mm. we have sort of a thing around her neck and she's kind of like bent neck lady. And then her hands appear to be tied behind her back. Mm. And she kind of like pops out and is just like, I'm a hung ghost. Aah, I'm scaring you. And Bobby freaks out. So now we're back with Stu and Maggie at all, And he's like, there's a bunch of containment cubes in the basement. So this is when he's explaining to the family what the deal is. And he's like, I'll prove it. Pulls out the glasses. And Maggie says, I gave a pair of those glasses to Bobby. Cut back to Bobby, who just got scared by hung prom queen ghost. And he kind of turns around and then he sees another ghost. It is a head wrapped in plastic that's just like being a ghost head. And then he turns and the body of the ghost is crawling towards him. But it's got no legs. Ah. And it's basically just a torso on arms. It's a real bummer. Oh, no. That's a real bummer. Wrapped in saran wrap. What? And blood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about your life. Yeah, Bobby. Right? What happened to you? So, back with the grown-ups, and Stu is like, he explains that the ghosts in the basement are locked away. We cut back to Bobby, who runs away from the torso ghost and bumps into glass, and his recorder and glasses fall off in slow motion. <laughs> his what and glasses fall off? He had his – so we didn't see this before. His recorder, remember he was like recording headlines in the very beginning? okay. He's got like a little like recorder with a microphone attached to it that he like carries around with him everywhere. We didn't see that until right now when it fell off of him. But that's what falls off. Okay, Back with the grown-ups, Arthur found an entrance to the basement. So like – so here's the thing. Yes, the house is made of glass, but there are so many hallways and rooms and doors and things that, like, I guess you, it's you can't just see everything in the house. Things might be blocking it, and like so many panes of glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a little mirror distorted. Room, mirror. Kind of. Yeah. Um, let's go with that.
1: I- doesn't anyone wonder where the lawyer went? <laughs> I mean, I know she made that joke at one point, but like, why would they think he just left? Like, weren't they talking to him? Like, I just. That's a good question. In, like, the meeting with him? I don't understand.
0: It's a great question. Didn't they come together? Super great question. Why
1: don't All we, good questions. Why don't, we, <laughs> why
0: don't we wonder where he is? I mean, I, here's the one thing I can say we did come in separate cars. Okay. Like, wouldn't he help us get out? Like, doesn't he know about the house? These are all just great questions, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. I love
1: your question. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't get it. I mean, I'm just living inside this and I'm confused by it. Not more yeah. inquisitive about that.
0: Agreed. Anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> They find an entrance to the basement, and Stu is like, don't go down there. He's like, I told you there were ghosts down there, not a petting zoo. Question five. (laughs) Question five. What do you do? What does Arthur do? Well, golly. Golly gee willikers.
1: Uh, uh, I'm sticking with not going to basements ever for the rest of my life. Okay. I guess he goes. He's like, oh, whatever. Breaker,
0: breaker. All right. I'm giving you two points. Here's the thing. Whether you go in the basement or not, you're in a bit of a shit show. Right? Right. Because our house is closed. Right. right? That being said, I don't think you gain anything from going in the basement at this moment. So that's where – that's why I'm giving you the point. Great. Arthur is like – No, I'm going down. Also, didn't you say they're all locked up in cages? And Stu was like, I did say that. Gosh darn it. (laughs) So he's like, I'll make you a deal. Help me find my son and I'll pay you whatever Cyrus owed you. Question six, what do you do? What does Stu
1: do? Stu's like, fuck yeah. I am like, I think I know, like, the deal. So I think that I'm gonna use all of my magic and powers of all the things and get the fuck
0: out of here somehow double ding listen i don't know how you're gonna get out of here i don't but either. i know that trying to find these kids is not gonna help you in not that my problem. right um stew to his credit isn't like fuck yeah money like he's kind of like ugh He's like, what is this I feel? Mm. Yeah, he's like, is this a conscience I feel? <laughs> is a appears to be what's happening. Oh, uh, I see. Oh, so now. Good yeah. for him.
1: I was like, fuck you and your kids. Goodbye. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Listen. So now we see another shot of another pendulum swinging in some machines. Back with Bobby on the ground, who's been knocked out by fear or glass or something. And he wakes up. And he hears the voice saying, get out of the basement, telling him to put the glasses back on. So he does, and he sees mom ghost. Mom is helping him. But she's all fucking burned up, Kim. Oh, my mom. IV bag. My mom. Your mom. (gasps) Oh, I thought it was big baby mom. Yeah. No, it's mom ghost. Your mom ghost. Oh, fuck. I'll burn. How'd she get here? Mom, what are you You doing here? Yeah. And so she's like, says in his head, like she doesn't like mouth speak. Uh She says in his head, go up and find your father. Bobby turns. Cyrus ghost. Oh, no. Is here. Cut to. Grown-ups now in the basement. They've made it down to the basement. Everyone is very sweaty. Very sweaty place. No AC in a glass house. No AC in a glass house. We see Shannon Elizabeth walk past a torn up bat guy ghost. And he, like, hits the glass with his bat. And we just see sparks. But she doesn't see anything. Mm -hmm. Glass doesn't break. And so now the basement we are led to believe is very big maze like many quarters and turns and flips and things okay? okay and again we can't quite see through to everything it's not quite as transparent as one would think a glass house would be um arthur is like it's taking two so it's four of them so it's Maggie, Stu, Arthur, and Shannon Elizabeth. And he's like, it's taking too long. This place is too big. Question seven What do you do? And what do they do? Are they going to split up?
1: I think they split up. I'm definitely not splitting up. That's stupid. I, like, no, we have to stay together. That's the only way that this makes sense. It's the, literally the so issue stupid. is already that people keep splitting up. That's already 1, the 000. issue.
0: 1000. So why are we going to cause more of the issue? Why are we doing that? Yeah. Also, you have an expert in the group. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Arthur the rest is like. of you are just like. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: And not even everyone in the group has glasses. So they're like, let's split up. Stu is like, N- no. I, he's like, I've been in horror movies. You don't split up. <laughs> I know the rules. Yeah. And Arthur is like, just go in a straight line and then meet back here in five. That's what he says. And he's like, don't touch anything. So now we go upstairs and we see a shot of six circles spinning now.
1: And Stu's like the only circles. one with glasses. Stu and Bobby,
0: is the only. But like in our group yes yes
1: yeah and do they know what the glasses do why wouldn't he show
0: them that's a great question (laughs) (laughs) i just love your question that's like
1: the way to tell them that like you're not a crazy person and what you're saying is real is like no we're already in the basement so like put on the glasses and you can see that it's not a feel like
0: it's a Yeah, I I feel like now is the time to do it.
1: Yeah. And then they'll also agree with you to not split up. I think if they saw the ghost, they would be like, no, you're right. We should stick together.
0: Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so. (laughs) So Maggie and Stu are going together. Shannon, Elizabeth, and Dad are going together. It's a poor choice. So we're with Maggie and Stu, and Maggie still doesn't believe him. So Stu says,
1: "Put on the glasses. Put on my
0: glasses. Oh. Yeah, yeah. To
1: all of you, though. To all of you. Yeah. Because the so, other two are just walking around the normal basement, thinking they're looking for their family member. Yep. As, Correct. as if life is
0: normal. Correct." So before Stu hands her the glasses, he notices that a bunch of the cubes are open. And he's like, what the fuck? Maggie puts on the glasses and sees no Head Guy. And she's like, what the fuck? And Stu explains. Here's where we get a little bit of backstory. And here's where I'm just like very sad for ghosts in this universe. Stu explains that ghosts are everywhere. Most don't hurt us, or want to. But the ones who die a violent death are stuck in a torture realm. Well, that's so it's not horrible. even horrible. Yeah, so it's not even people that do, do bad, bad things. things. They it's just people happen that... to die
1: an already horrible death, and then they have an horrible afterlife. That's yeah,
0: yeah, the worst thing I've ever heard right so that's not fair at all maggie is like looking at nail guy and he's like pulling railroad spikes out of himself just ominously stew then puts the is like i want to see what you're seeing and so he puts the glasses back on and nail guy like jumps Uh. at him and stew is just like i fucking hate when they do that like he's really mad and Maggie is like, let's get out of here. And she, when she does that, she touches him. And he's like, don't huh. touch oh, me. Right. He then turns around and, like, gives the nail guy ghost the finger. But then has a flash where he appears to die his own violent death. <clears throat> oh And That's he's like, what bummer. the fuck? So now we cut to Shannon Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and Dad not going in a straight line like Dad said to do. People, Glass Family and Robinson, what are you glass doing, Family Robinson? Come Shannon on, and Shannon Elizabeth says, "Dad, we're gonna get lost." And Dad doesn't hear her because he has now found Bobby's glasses and the recorder on the ground okay he plays the recorder and it's a recording of bobby screaming bummer yeah not great cut back to maggie and Stu. Stu comes upon uh one of the cubes and it's got a symbol on it and he's like this symbol is for the jackal maggie's like what the fuck's the jackal And Stu says, it's a Charlie Manson ghost. That's what he says. It's not Charlie Manson. I think he's referring to, like, the amount of evilness of it is what he's saying. And he's like, if the jackal is out because it's one of the open cages, screw the kid. Oh. So he's like, this ghost is really going to fuck us up. Yeah. The jackal actually is a female ghost. Which I was like, ah okay, feminism, that the most powerful ghost is a lady. The most powerful and scary ghost is a lady. Back with dad and Shan Elizabeth. And and she's like, we'll find him. And she says something about ghosts. And dad is like, stop with the ghosts. Because he's never put the glasses on, I guess. And he walks off. (sighs) Now we see she did have a motherfucking pair of glasses that she got from the bathroom. So dad walks away. She puts the glasses on. Cage head ghost. Ah. Which I can tell you now is the jackal. Oh, oh fuck. And she's out. And she's out
1: out, like in a cage. No. Besides her head, but like, correct. Yes.
0: Her head's in a cage, but not a ghost, full body ghost cage. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, the ghost grabs her and throws her up against the wall, drags her and like has her up against the wall. And this is where I was like, Remember all Shannon Elizabeth was cast for her boobs for five years? Mm -hmm. So she slammed up against a wall, and we just see this, like, quick cut of, like, the jackal slicing away at her, Uh which is, like, very upsetting. But we get, like, one shot where it's like, let's slice her shirt open, Mm -hmm. and we just see some boob flesh. Now, we didn't see nipples, but I'm just like... Unnecessary. It's really Unnecessary. We didn't need that. And it just, this is not me making a joke. This made me sad for right. Shannon Elizabeth yeah. because it's just like, you know how they had to set that shot up, you know? And it's just like, now we're going to get a shot of this. It's like, she knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just bummed me out. So anyway, the jackal also, is slicing her. she's like the her. child in
1: this movie. Like, it's yeah. not about a bunch of like teens being yeah. the main people. It's like a family. So she's like the little kid.
0: Yeah. Which is yeah. Gross. Now listen, was it the most egregious boob I've ever seen in a horror movie? Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Yeah. It was, it was it was half a boob. Half a boob. But yeah, but all I of those you're points. Saying. I, I know Yeah. Um so boob slice, dad is now pulling her by the legs, but like he doesn't see anything. So he's like, oh, Why are you suspended right, in right, midair? Right, right, right. Now. Katinka comes in slow motion around the corner. Who's that again? With a quicksilver flare, our chick from the very beginning, who had the quicksilver flares and oh. the all the and the this and, and what's the, the quicksilver flare? I'm glad you asked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just said she had one. That's what they called it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like so. It's um. <laughs> It's like uh, if we were stranded on a boat and we have, like, something that looks like a stick of dynamite, right? Right. But the tip of it is kind of, like, sparkling, like a 4th of July sparkler, but really bright. Oh, okay. I know what that is. But I don't know what Quicksilver is. Like, they're clearly – they're not saying, like, this flare. Like, they're saying Quicksilver flare as if that is a thing. And the Quicksilver flare – Appears to have an effect on these ghosts oh. because she throws it and the jackal disappears for a second and releases Shannon Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. Kind of like so, silver and werewolves. Yes. Yeah. So now I we cut to. I do want. Did you write that down for a postmortem? I want to know what Quicksilver is. So now we cut to Stu and Maggie. And they've now been confronted with the kid ghost, with the arrow through his head. Okay. And this is when Stu is like, it appears we found ourselves behind enemy lines. Like, this is where he's putting it all together, where it's like, these cages are opening up sequentially kind of Mm -hmm. thing and letting the ghost Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Back to Katinka and Dad. And they are dragging Shannon Elizabeth by the feet through the hallway the jackal has now reappeared and is chasing them to which i said hey shannon why don't you make it a little bit easier on everybody and stand up and run with the group <laughs> but they just are holding her legs dragging her that sounds like that
1: would hurt <laughs> i don't want anyone to drag me through a. Basement. nor do i
0: um i'll and take so it from they... here it's okay exactly So they pull her and a door closes her in. I don't know. There's doors and walls everywhere and separates them from the jackal. And there's spells on the door. So the jackal is just like, "Ah, let me in. Cut back to Stu and Maggie. Stu has glasses and tells her to go this way. So they're sharing a pair of glasses, right? right? And he's like, go this way because the boob ghost is there. And she's arguing and she's like, I don't see anything. And he's like, how do you not get how these glasses work? I'm the one who sees them. I see it. So I'm telling you, go this way. And so she goes back to Shannon Elizabeth, hugging dad. She's crying. So he looks at Katinka and he's like, who the hell are you and what was that? And she's like, I'm in the spirit reclamation business. I free trap souls, trap. Trap free souls.
1: trapped souls. That's a cool business. Good for you.
0: Yeah. Doing the So that's where I was like, okay, maybe. Work. Yeah. So I was like, maybe these souls that are like trapped in this torture realm, like, have been trapped here. Maybe they do have the option to go elsewhere if somebody finds them and sets them free or some shit. I don't know. So Shannon Elizabeth sees the jackal again scratching at the door. And she kind of, like, screams. And Katinka is like, give your dad the glasses so he can see what the fuck is up. Because Arthur, dad monk, is just like, ghost! (sighs) Despite the fact that your daughter was just sliced up and held in the air. But whatever. And she... So he puts the glasses on and he sees the jackal. And Cyrus... She Now Katinka's like, Cyrus had a habit of enslaving souls. I'm here to set them all free. And Arthur is like, how did you get in? And she's like, I slipped through an opening in the house when it was doing its whole puzzle piece thing. But I'm sure it's closed now, is what she says. She's like, it's not going to open up again if it's closed or something. Or it's not, we're stuck in here or whatever. And then she pulls out a giant book and she's like, this is the Arcanum. And she's like, many died in the quest of this book, which was written in the 15th century. It was written by an astrologer named Basilius. And she descri- it describes the making of a machine that can see into the future and the past and all things. He wrote the instructions for the machine under demonic possession. And she's like, I can't believe Cyrus built it. So now we're seeing flashes of the machine things in the house Uh as she's telling this. And she's like, we're in the middle of the machine. Mm -hmm. The house is the the machine. machine." Got it. And she's like, it was designed by the devil and powered and it's powered by the dead. And Arthur is like, I don't give a shit about the machine. I just want my family out of here. Katinka is like, I came to set souls free. So if you want my help, you got to help me first. And Arthur's like, Harumph, okay. Turns around to be like, Shannon, Elizabeth, are you cool? She's gone. Disappeared. She's gone? Goodbye. She's gone. So she's they're like, so dad bath. is now like, great. I fucking lost. Yeah, she's taking a bath. Um, He's like, fuck, I lost both my kids. And Katinka's like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, not without my kids. And then she's like, try telling him that. And it's the little creepy crap bag with the arrow in his head. And they're like, we got to get past him. And then they just walk past him. I don't know. He seems to be the least concerning of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. He seems to just be an ominous little shitty crap bag that doesn't appear to have uh, yeah, but a ton of a, interest a in child murdering child. grownups. Sure. Yeah. So now we're back with Maggie and Stu. The house moves again. A staircase is revealed. They go to go up the staircase, but then a wall starts closing. And she kind of like bumps into Stu to kind of be like, wow, like the wall is moving. It knocks his glasses off. She kind of scoots through the wall that's closing. He's stuck on the other side. And he's like, the glasses, the glasses, the glasses. She grabs the glasses. But now he's stuck in a cube And she's on the other side of it. Mm. So we now see from the out... And now we see a shot of the house and it's totally sealed up. There's no windows. Okay? So Stu is stuck in a cube. Maggie's on the other side with glasses. House is sealed up. Back with Arthur. He's now found himself at another dead end. (laughs) And Katinka's like, there's a ghost behind that glass. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, are we still... Are we still doing this? Like you saw... Whatever.
1: So Uh, I would have shown them the ghost so long ago.
0: So we all stayed together. What's happening? Uh, So long ago. But like now, Monk has like seen the ghost and he's still like, what do you mean? What's behind the glass? I'm like, we've done this. Like we don't, we can move past this now. So now we're back with Stu and Maggie. Stu is stuck in the cube and he's stuck in the cube with that guy. Uh oh. But he doesn't have the glasses. Oh, Maggie does. Question eight. Oh, boy. What do we do? What do they do? This is a real
1: double dare situation. Yeah. A real. Mark Summers. What do we do? That, the Temple of Doom situation. I need my partner.
0: Need my <laughs> partner. Wouldn't it have been great if I had had the name of the Legends of the Temple of Doom host is just like I had <laughs> yeah, the Mark, Mark Summers? Summers. Damn it. That but, guy. Apologies, everyone. A real purple monkey. Also, it's not called Legends of the Temple of Doom. Well, I don't know what it is. Something is Legends, Legends, of of Fall? Legends of the Hidden Temple? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Fall is a very sad movie with Brad <laughs> Pitt in it. That's not right either. <laughs> yes, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Thank you. I think um, hand
1: in hand we're gonna. Uh, uh, I don't know what our goal is, except like. avoid getting hit with a bat like because can i fight the bat guy can we touch them i'm gonna say no so like okay like but you're stuck in there forever question mark so like how long does that go on uh but you
0: know what i'm just gonna tell you this because there's no way you could have known it you have a limited amount of time that you need to not get hit by the bat and then the door is going to open in just a moment We'll I don't know how else. I don't know else how else to set that up other than to just tell you that that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean,
1: this was gonna be my answer regardless. I was just thinking it yeah. through where it was like, does this just go on forever though? Um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna team teammate it where it's like I have the glasses, so I have to tell you where he is and what he's doing, and so you need to dodge and stuff. It's, it's the
0: ultimate team building exercise. Nice job, Purple Monkeys! You Thank made you. it out of the hidden temple.
1: Silver Snakes.
0: Green, purple parrots. parrots. Purple parrots. Wait, what are the monkeys then? That's us post mortem. <laughs> Can't wait. I'll do Aren't a whole fucking post mortem. Legend that they are Magenta purple parrots. Monkeys. Is it silver monkeys? No, it's silver snakes. It is silver snakes. But that's why I'm asking. And what, is what are the it other animals?
1: All, um, matching letters. I don't. That I don't think the it case. is.
0: Well, great. I yeah. can't wait to find out. It's a great postmortem. All right. Let's be back so, that Halloween. That's a great idea. Uh, so she's directing him where to go to avoid the bat. The door opens. He gets out. And he's like, great job, Silver Snakes.
1: Other Halloween idea. I'm just going to start pitching you ideas. Yeah, We're great. all Matthew Lillard's, but from different movies.
0: I love it. That's fun. Because I also like legit love Matthew Lillard's outfit in Scream.
1: So like someone gets to be Stu. Someone gets to be this guy.
0: Yeah. This guy, he's at one point wearing like kind of like a maroon velour suit.
1: Maroon velour suit.
0: Oh, I thought he was only in an orange jumpsuit situation. He took, he took those off. He took those off. Oh, he did a he's costume not in that change. now? Oh, yeah, he different. did a costume. He literally did a costume change
1: good yeah. for him because i thought that's what he was wearing the whole time
0: yeah um
1: although that's probably well i was gonna say that's easier to find but
0: i don't know there's there's some maroon velour suits out there some vintage stores don't, that i think you yeah, could uh don't sleep on the maroon velour suits
1: what are the other matthew lillard op- power movie options we'll have to look at oh
0: uh that p- cyberpunk one um hmm mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you. It's everyone screaming at the it's phone. It's called hackers. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, then I wasn't with you. <laughs> oh, where were you? What movie I were was you in?
1: Something that has to do with punk, and it's like a couple letters and some numbers. I think I could be way oh. off base. Matthew, oh, I don't might know what that is. In it, but
0: oh, great. <laughs> SLC Punk S- I don't even know that movie do you see why when you
1: said that punk movie that I was with you and so you said Hackers and then I was I, not
0: with you That da- that is incredible yeah <laughs> and I've literally like never he- I've never heard that or anything interesting that's so Great. weird oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> Your screen did move though.
1: (laughs) I thought I almost was going to break something. (laughs) That was my uncontrolled reaction that was caught on tape.
0: It's one of my favorite sounds you make, actually. So funny. (laughs) Because it's not a very, like, you're not like, ah, or anything. You're like, you're sort of just, (laughs) (laughs) whoa. (laughs) It's
1: because it's it's just an uncontrolled sound that comes
0: out of my body. I know and I love it. Oh, I wish my sounds were more dainty. (laughs) I don't want them to be. I don't want them to be. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. So Stu got out of the... Legends of the Hidden Temple. (laughs) and (laughs) So now we're back with Katinka and Arthur and she says we have to get to the library where the strongest protection spells are and it's above us. It's directly above us. Okay? And they see these sort of like, it almost looks like elevator wires going up the wall. Okay? Okay.
1: Am I supposed to climb them? What is this gym class? Because I'm not gonna make it,
0: Kim. It's Legends of the Hidden <laughs> <we> Temple. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back <laughs> this with this is where I fail. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! If my life depended on me climbing a rope, I'd be like, goodbye. Yeah, it's nice knowing that wouldn't the even earth. give you a shot.
1: I'd be like, what yeah. else could I do before <laughs> you, you just... <laughs> anything what... else? Do I... What else can I do with my last minutes of life? Because I'm not. It's yeah. not gonna be trying <laughs> to climb that rope that will eventually no. fail. Like, let me enjoy exactly. it at least.
0: Yeah. Back with Maggie and Stu. They're trying to get around. They're they're not in the basement anymore. They're on the second floor. And Maggie's like, can I rely on you not to get me killed? And he's like, I guarantee nothing. Back with Katinka and Dad. And she's climbing the fucking cables. Okay? She's climbing up the wall. And she's now removing a panel of glass. As if it's... The ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where we <clears throat> learn that the panels in the house appear that some of the panels and walls can mo- be removed. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. So, but which ones? Right. Somebody asks for a flare. I guess Arthur probably asks her for a quicksilver flare. But now we cut back to Stew and he finds himself dead-ended at the end of the of the hallway is the little lady and the big barf baby and they're just like standing there. Now these two ghosts also seem like gross ghosts but not necessarily murder ghosts. Mm-hmm. They're just pretty gross. Um but still scary. So then they run the opposite direction and see Katinka climbing up through the floor. They've now they've now intersected the groups. Cut to the machine machining again. Arthur is still down below, like, waiting to climb up the elevator shaft. Has glasses on, turns around, and sees nail guy, nail head guy, his cage now opens. And he's like, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up! Because I guess Arthur is like us. He's like, I'm not, I can't. (laughs) Right. Let's use the climbing system, please. Yeah. And so she pulls him up and... She's like, we have to go. So now it's, you know, Maggie, Arthur, Stu, and Katinka. Oh, so we're just, okay. We're all Great. together Great now. For us. But Maggie and Stu never saw Katinka appear. So they're like, who the fuck are you? Right. Yeah. Okay. And so Katinka's like, we have to go down the hall, but make a Stu left and, and then a right. and Katinka don't know each other from previous, from the past? They do. But they don't say anything to each other in this exact moment that would lead Maggie or Arthur to believe that they know each other because they're in they're kind of in a panic right now. Okay. So Katinka is just like we make a left and a right. And uh, Stu is like, where are we going? And she's like, just trust me. All right. Which is a thing that I hate that movies do where I'm like, it's actually more syllables to say, just trust me. All right. Than it is to say the library. We're going to the library. That's it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you could just give me some information, and so then Stew is like Arthur, and Arthur's like, just trust her, okay? Machine machining again. Basement whispering gears. Just kind of POV down in the basement, being creepy. Now we see Katinka leading with a flare, and Stew. Is like, how do you lose an entire family in a glass house? And I'm like, well, you're here, man. You see that you, you too have lost people. You, you too lost people that you were trying to find. It's a big maze house. And they're walking, and all of a sudden, Cagehead Jackal jumps out. And Stu is like, oh no, give me the flare. And so Katinka, like, Throws the flare and Cagehead disappears. Okay. So anytime the flare kind of like passes through their ghostly self, it, they disappear for a second. They then help Arthur up. Stu sees another ghost and it's now Old Lady in the Stocks ghost. And they start running to the library just before Stocks ghost gets into the library. I guess Cagehead. Okay. So one of the reasons Cagehead was such an emergency right now is because Cagehead intercepted Arthur and was, like, scratching up Arthur. So they threw the flare to, like, free Arthur from scratchy Cagehead Jackal. They dragged him. And so Arthur's now kind of injured a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they get into the library and Katinka starts yelling at Stu and she's like, this is all your fault. And Stu was like, his uncle built the fucking house. How is it my fault? And she's like, you helped him. Without knowing what he was doing. Mm, mm -hmm. And Stu is like. Leave me alone. Basically his whole thing is like. My life sucks. Like I see dead people constantly. And anytime anyone touches me. Like I get a flash of a bunch of dead things. Like it sucks. And he's like. And Cyrus accepted me. Mm -hmm. And so I worked with him. Kind of thing. And she's like. You're pathetic. He used you. Arthur is like. Hey, to Katinka, he's like, Hey, cut him some slack. And Katinka's like, You didn't tell him. And Stu was like, Don't tell him. Don't, don't do this. Mm -hmm. She's like, You didn't tell him about the fourth ghost. And Katinka's like, He has a right to know. And Arthur's like, What? And she just says, St. Luke's Hospital six months ago.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's when he realizes. My wife's spirit is trapped here. And he looks at Stu and Stu's like, listen, man, I didn't know you. I didn't know her. Like, I'm just trapping ghosts for this fucking guy that pays me money. Like, sorry, you know, and Arthur punches him in the face. And he's like, I don't know. Basically, he's like, listen, I fucked up. But then as soon as I figured out, like, who you were and who the your wife was like i tried to help you like i'm trying to help you i'm trying to do the right thing kind of thing oh, okay is like we do have the opportunity to save her and your kids and she's like this house is not a house it's a machine so this is where she opens up the book her big magic book and she's like there are 12 earthbound spirits trapped inside this machine that represent the black zodiac so now she flips a page to each zodiac sign, and it's the firstborn son. And then we see a flash of arrowhead, crap, crap, bad kid. Okay. And then she says the torso, the torso ghost. Okay. Then she says the bound woman, which is the hung prom queen. Okay. Then she says the withered lover, which is Arthur's wife. Oh. Then it's the Torn Prince, which is the dude with the torn up face and the bat. Okay. Then we have Angry Princess, which is Boob Ghost. Okay. Then we have the Pilgrimess, which is Stocks Lady. Then we have the Great Child and the Dire Mother, which is Giant Barf Baby and Little Mom. And then we have the Hammer, which is Railroad Spike Guy, who also has a big giant hammer Mm -hmm. with him. And then we have the sign of Hell's Winter, the jackal, which is cage head. The
1: sign and then, of Hell's Winter.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then we have the juggernaut, which is the breaker from the beginning.
1: Oh, and we did catch him because he went mm-hmm. into the cell, and that's where the guy died. Okay. What does he do?
0: Do we see what he looked like? Uh, zombie. Zombie, zombie, zombie. Okay. okay yeah. Um, so she's like, the machine required the energy of specific spirits to bring it to life.
1: <laughs> it's weird that he's like the ghost of a zombie. I'm just like, wow, I need his backstory for sure. It's like, he's yeah, a person, I mean, he turns into a zombie and then he turns into a ghost.
0: Yeah, it's more just like, I'm I saying I know he's not zombie. actually a zombie, but yeah. it's just funny. He's just kind of the only one that doesn't have like a defining characteristic. He's mm-hmm. just like a dead guy that's all kind of deaded up. That's who he is. Um, but he appears to be very mean and very mad. Okay. Because remember, he killed nine people in life, but, but had fucking 31 or something. One victims to death. death. Yeah. Way to do that math real fast. Um, do you see the panic in my eyes?
1: <laughs> uh, so they seem to get meaner as they go on, is the sense I'm getting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Meaner that does and appear to be as they go on. Yeah. That does appear to be how it is. I, that was, I didn't realize that until I was, yeah, until I was kind of laying it out for you. So she's like, once engaged, the spirits are released one by one and the house draws them to the center, which is our big circles.
1: Once engaged, the spirits are released
0: one by one and the house draws them to the center. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So each one, so it appears that the engagement was Arthur putting the key in the house. Yeah. Each one adds energy to open the oculus infernum. Arthur knows what this is because he knows Latin. And he's like, that means the eye of hell. And she's like, it's an eye that sees everything. And if knowledge is power, then the man who controls this is the most powerful man on earth. Your uncle. Mm -hmm. Who is dead. And she's like, 11 have been set free so far. Uh, Stu is like but Cyrus said something about 13 ghosts before he died Katinka says oh yeah 13 that's that's the 13th ghost is a fail safe the ghost that is created by an act of pure love in the house leaps into the eye once it's opened and that closes it up so sort of like uh, you know a Buffy situation at the end of season five.
1: The thirteenth ghost is the one that can
0: stop it all. That's what Katinka says. Okay, got 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 so in order to save your children, you have to sacrifice yourself. And Maggie is like, Nope, that sucks. There's gotta be another way. Fuck that. And Katinka's like, Well, the other option is we can blow the house up and all of us in it before the last ghost is released, but then we're all dead and she like starts putting explosives together okay mm-hmm. so question 9 those are your options apparently what do you do and what do Art? what does arthur decide to try and do don't try to make too much sense <laughs> <laughs> okay well, i was trying to think of a, a way out
1: some different way but i mm, i mean i guess he's going to sacrifice
0: for them that so it- would Makes sense. Here's what I'll give you. Uh, You're on the right track based on the information I've given you. Your goal is for your soul to stay alive in the sense that you'd really like to find your children before you have to, like, decide to kill yourself and maybe they will or would not be spared. So your goal is to find them right now. But the house has 11 fucking ghosts in it that are not in cages anymore.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll wear the glasses and use f- flames, fly, flares.
0: Okay. And um, magic spells. Okay. Um, I love your specificity. It's great. <laughs> No, you're you're firing on all the cylinders that I've given you. I, I hear I I get it.
1: <laughs> I mean, to keep my soul alive, I also need to find my kids. Like obviously, yeah. like that's really like Yeah the thing. So I mean, hand in hand I'm gonna be like, Okay, lady, you've got this book. I read Latin. Mm-hmm. Do you need Latin help? Let's make Latin spells together. Let's make to protect Latin ourselves because don't they have to listen to spells written or verbalized, no matter what? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do some Latin spells with my new friend um, as protection to find my kids. That's mine.
0: Okay. Plan. Okay. What did they do?
1: Same, but also glasses and uh, I don't. We all use glasses and flares and spells
0: hand in hand i don't know that's two half points so yeah glasses flares and spells oh my that's that's all i have i don't know what else i have in here so enlighten me so stew is having a come to jesus moment and he's like a i feel bad that i helped this happen and also like something about what katinka is saying like isn't adding up and Arthur is like, I gotta try and find them one last time before I arbitrarily sacrifice myself. And Arthur is like, How many flares do you have left? And Katinka is like, I only have one. And so he says to Stu, uh, He's like, We're going out again. Katinka's gonna keep the flare, Katinka's not giving you the single flare. So you and Stu are gonna go out. How are you guys going to protect yourselves? Question 10. You can keep your glasses. One or both of you still has glasses. It's fine.
1: I mean, I'm going to do glasses and spells. She has the book and the flare. Yeah, but she can tell us the protection spell.
0: Okay. What do we
1: have? How do I protect myself from ghosts? (laughs) What do we have? Is there something we have that I'm not thinking of? I mean, I can't fucking think of what they have, so, um... Right? I don't know what else they have. I guess just... They're just going to use glasses. Then. I don't know. Okay.
0: And is that hand in hand? No, I'm using protection spells and glasses. That's one and a half points. So, you're going to use spells. I gave that to you. They remove one of the panels of glass that has a spell on it. And they use it as a shield
1: Ooh, to walk
0: down the hallway. Nice, That's right. So that's what they do. They remove a glass panel. And Katinka says, she's like, we have 10 minutes. I don't know when the time clock started, but we have 10 minutes. And she says, she'll go into the basement with Maggie and try to buy more time tells Maggie to put on the glasses and she has the last flare and the book of spells. Katinka does. Stu and Arthur carrying around the glass back with Katinka and Maggie. They find the gross lawyer and they're just like, whoa, that guy died back with Stu and dad marching down with the glass back with Katinka and Maggie. She finds the center of the machine. So now this thing we've been seeing uh-huh. the whole time we're now there okay okay we're in the center of the house there's a big bl- 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 machine and like a control panel with a bunch of levers and stuff in this room okay. okay Stu and dad we're now back with Stu and dad and we see the final door another door opening and it's bat guy in front of them and he's trying to bash the glass but we see that like he's bashing at the glass but like it's not breaking like their shield is working basically yeah, because it's ecto Exactly. So now we're back with Maggie and Katinka. Maggie sees a ghost. We see her see a ghost, but we only see its feet coming towards her. So Maggie is like, give me the flare. She's holding the flare out to the ghost and she's like, nothing's happening. It's not working. And Maggie's like, hurry up. This isn't working. Katinka looks... Kind of smiles and hits Maggie in the head with a book mm. and knocks her out. Oh, no. She wants the gates of hell to open. The eye of hell. It's fucking Cyrus. And she walks over to him and kisses him. <gasps> not a ghost. Uh, wait. Not a ghost. He's not he a ghost. Faked, he faked his own death. death. And so they kiss, and then he, like, throws her down, grabs the book from her, opens up the book, and the very back there appears to be a place where there was a circular thing in it. And he's like, where are the spells? And she's like, are you mad at me? Like, she turns into, like, no longer a badass. Now she turns into, like, Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter, where she's (laughs) like, master! (laughs) And... He, she's like, I did all you asked. I killed Damien, who was her partner, for the spells, the book, and got the lawyer to bring her pathetic nephew here. And he's like, where are the spells? She then hands him the, the, the reels. reels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, huzzah. So now we're back with Stu. They come to another dead end. But now they're blocked. There's a dead end. And then there's Nailhead in front of them. So question 11, what do you do? What does Stu do? And it's to either stay alive or keep your soul alive. I think that he sacrifices himself because he already saw the vision
1: of him dying from this dude. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a fight. I'm, I'm going to my, turn my shield into my weapon start fighting with my glass plasm, ecto glass, not plasm. Your
0: glass plasm. M- minus plasm, ecto glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one and a half points. Yeah, fight. So here's what Stu does. He basically takes the glass, jams it into a corner with Monk behind it.
1: Mm-hmm. So Monk
0: is now like, ah! And he's like, I'm, yeah. yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna be the hero. And jams it in. And he's like, I've been looking for a reason to like myself for a long time, says Stu. Um, and at that moment, the final cage open opens and the breaker comes out. And Stu's like, I fucking saw what this fucking guy does. He sucks. So now Stu is trapped in the hallway with Breaker and the Nail guy. And when Nail Guy when Stu is distracted by Breaker being released. Nail guy hammers him on the back, and he falls. The juggernaut then just starts smashing him into walls and then smashes his spine backwards. Ouch. And he's dead. That's his favorite move. He loves a good spine break. Stu's dead. Goodbye. Bummer. Back with Katinka, and she's like, What now, master? (laughs) (laughs) And... He's like, I can she's like, I convinced your nephew to sacrifice himself to save the kids, but he'll only do it if he sees kids in jeopardy. So basically what I inferred is she said the 13th ghost closes the portal. But I think she was lying to him that the 13th ghost is really what like is like. And the final ingredient is the 13th ghost forged in love. Right. That's what I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, but he'll only sacrifice himself if he thinks his kids are in jeopardy. I'm like, well, I think he already does think his kids are Mm -hmm. like they're missing. But Cyrus is like, so put them in jeopardy. And Katinka's like, what? And she's like, but they're just kids. And he's like, greatness requires sacrifice. I have a job to do, and so do you. So do it. So she goes, And he's like, now to finish this. And he starts playing the reels of the spells through the loudspeakers. And we see that now all the circles are moving. And all the ghosts start disappearing. Like being called up. Like they're like, and like disappear. Arthur is still stuck behind the wall. And he's like trying to get out. And then his wife appears. (sighs) And she, he's just like, I love you. I miss you. I'm nothing without you. And then she's mm. called away as well. So now we're back with Cyrus and little sniveling Katinka. And they're going into another part of the house. And he's like, oh, fetch the book. So she runs back to go get the book. And as she does this, he goes through a little hallway. And then the hallway starts closing. And she's like, Cyrus, no. And she's smush. <sighs> just bef- just after he like grabs the book Cyrus for her this is a real dick <laughs> correct now we cut to the circles and somehow arthur this whole time was in a place where he is in full view of the circles i did not know that there was no establishing master shot to show me that but he is looking directly at the circles they all turn into now swivel blades So it's like the circles. Okay. So the circles are all like metal circles within each other. And now if – okay. And they're all kind of going like this sort of thing. And the center comes up and Bobby and Kathy, Shannon and Elizabeth, are tied together in the center circle. And it's all these blades that are just like (laughs) – And – Arthur is, like, freaking out and he, like, sees his kids. So now he, like, has, you know, dad strength and muscles the panel open, puts the glasses on and sees that all the 12 ghosts are, like, in a circle, like, chanting. And the eye of hell is underneath his kids. He looks around and he sees Styr- Styrus? Cyrus standing there. And he assumes that Cyrus is a ghost. Like, Cyrus is just standing there. right. So right. then we get like a voiceover of Katinka saying, It's a machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead, the black zodiac. And he's like counting the ghosts in his head. And he's like, But wait a minute. If I'm the 13th ghost, and kind of like looks over at Cyrus being like, Now there's too many of us. Mm-hmm. Like, Cyrus, what's going on? And so he takes the glasses off and still and Cyrus. Sees So he runs at him and starts beating the shit out of him, Um, and Cyrus is just being like real dicky, like just needlessly mean. Like he's he's just like you're nothing, Arthur. You're a loser. And he's like, have you ever shown that any kind of dedication in your whole life? And I'm like, well, he's a math teacher. Like that's hard. Yeah, it is a thankless hard job. And he's like, the world has no time for little people like you. It requires people willing to do anything for greatness. And I'm like, I just disagree with that whole premise Mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't have a choice. The machine requires a ghost created out of pure love and you get to be the 13th ghost. So, uh uh-oh, our heroes in peril. Cut to Maggie waking up in the big machine room with the big machine and the levers and everything and the, the spells that are playing on the loudspeaker question 12 final question. What are you doing? What does Maggie do?
1: I'm going to stop the spells from the loudspeaker and also move the levers around (laughs) until shit changes hand in hand.
0: Double ding! Ah. That is verbatim what she does. She stops the spells playing over the loudspeaker and then moves the levers around until something stops doing something. (laughs) Yay! That's what she does. So she's like, and the (laughs) machine is just like, (laughs) and all the gears that were previously like, we are turning like a well-oiled machine is now like, we're in chaos! Uh. And the gears are flying off everywhere. And um, now all the ghosts are, like, disturbed from their chant, Right. And so they get really mad at Cyrus. Because he's like, the one that trapped you. them. Yeah. And he's like, they're like, you bitch. And so they lift him up. <gasps> and he's like, you know, if you don't have the glasses on, he's just, like, floating through the air. Uh-huh. And the ghosts take him and they throw him into the slicey machine that the kids Hooray. are in. And he's sliced up everywhere. And then the ghost of Stu appears. Stu! And he's just cleaning his glasses. He's a real zen ghost without a care in the world. And he appears to be a very cognizant ghost because he's having full-on conversations, whereas the rest of them were just like... (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, trust me, Arthur. It's not over yet. You can finish this. You still have the power in you. It's just a matter of how to use it. Go to your kids. They need you. And like in life, Stu had like such a frantic energy and was just like, Wah! my wife. And now as a ghost, he's just like fucking Zen. Well, it's like, because it's like,
1: he found a reason to like himself finally.
0: Yeah. It's like me on mushrooms where I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> zen everything's is cool, man. Zen as fuck. So, uh. At this point, we now cut to Maggie, and the machine is, like, exploding apart, Glass is exploding apart, and Arthur sees that the slicers are moving continuously, right? Right. All like this, but if you watch it, it's like double dutch, that it kind of, like, is going like this, Mm -hmm. but then for a split second, they're all flat, Mm -hmm. and then they're going, Mm -hmm. but it's like, Mm -hmm. you know? So he's looking at it, and he's literally like... Double training. yeah. Now, this is a problem. This is also a skill I do not possess. Yeah. Climbing ropes, double dutch. Double dutch I can do. I look awkward as fuck when I do
1: it. I don't look cool at all. Okay, okay. But I can do it. And that is how wow. you get in. You do a little, like, you're always, like, rocking back and forth to, like, find your moment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Who knew that gym class was actually preparing us to get away from ghosts? Who knew? So he does it.
1: He Although jumps in. Ever,
0: were you double-dutching in gym class? We had, like, jump rope unit <laughs> in elementary school. Ah! <laughs> uh, oh, okay. We just did it yeah. on the streets. Yeah, we just had, like, the jump rope unit. We just in the, did it, yeah. like, as kids in the streets. Double-dutching. Oh. In, your, in your junkyard home? In our junkyard. So, cut to Maggie, the machine. Oh, exploding apart. House is now demolished. And we see that Arthur jumps into the slicer and shields them from Mm. all the exploding glass. Once the house is fully demolished, we see all the ghosts walking out into the night and disappearing into the ether. Back inside, the machine is stopped. Stu is watching that they're safe and then disappears. And then Mom Mom Ghost is there. Not burned up, (gasps) looking peaceful and unburned and they're able to see her without glasses Mm. and they all look and she says i love you in their heads Mm. and disappears final scene is maggie walking through the glass house saying this is it for me i'm on the first fucking plane back to newark i'm sorry family kathy bobby uncles ghosts i'm sick of this nanny shit I've had it. This was not in my job description. I quit. (laughs) Credits. Yay. So now, would you like to know what the ancient knight said to Uh, me? Yes, please. When I chose my chalice. chalice. The ancient knight said to me, You have chosen (laughs) poor. Alright, let me tell you your to points. be
1: fair if you don't know anything about the original maybe that's maybe that's maybe that is also poorly
0: i love your positivity. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go hi Sammy's.
1: so we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome patreon yet
0: what where are you getting your bone con then?
1: It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there.
0: We've got all kinds of bone con.
1: That's bonus content.
0: We've got minisodes, postmortems, and Q and A's, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us, or else. Okay, you did a great job. You had so many double dings. So out of your questions, you got 20 out of 24. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's so good. That's so fucking good. Uh, Dead or Alive, you got two out of seven. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> For a total of 22 out of 31. Nice job. Well, I will
1: take that as a giant win as you I should. never count my Dead or lives.
0: It's always incredible. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> so um that yeah, was it. That was um you know, I chose the wrong chalice so that you don't have to. And uh Matthew Lillard, I love you. You were great. You did everything you could and I respect your work ethic. I'm excited and to, to be you for person. Halloween. Yeah. Um uh Drunk Horror was last week, so hope, get in your time you machine it. and <laughs> Go back and check it out. Hope you made it. <laughs> Hope we
1: reminded you about it last week.
0: Yeah. Um, go follow us on all the things at KK Sam Podcast. Join our Facebook group, uh, Sammy Stay Live. Maybe we have a Patreon. We do lots of fun things over there. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. It is important. Uh, what else do we do? Is that? I think that's it. Great. Um, we love you so much. Thank you you for listening. This has been Kim and Cat Stay Alive. Maybe (laughs) so. Until next week. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: Stay alive. Stay alive. (laughs) One
0: hundred sixty-six episodes. Everybody, she'll get it one day. Goodbye. Stay alive. (laughs) Goodbye. me i'm, I'm de- done <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the dread podcast network